businesses supporting local athletes. You can also listen to this game online at PlatteRiverPreps.com. Check out all of our sports broadcasts and the live scoreboard. Now let's get to the field for tonight's game on the Breeze 94.5. And good evening to you, Brandon Peoples. Caleb Henry with you tonight out at Gibbon High School on the New Tech Seed pregame show. New Tech Seed is your yield leader. Contact Terry and Jason Stark for a New Tech Seed dealer near you. These two teams, Ty Gibbon and Hastings St. Cecilia, two teams that traditionally are powerhouses in, in this part of the state. Both were undefeated last year. This year, started with injuries and some uh, turnover, and they find themselves battling here, maybe not for a playoff spot, but for pride. Definitely. Safe to say maybe not the year that either of these teams was really looking forward to, but nonetheless, you come to the end of the year, you want to go out with a win and only the teams that don't make the playoffs or state champions get a chance to end that year on a win. So, as you said, playing for a lot of pride tonight for both of these teams. We've got some interesting storylines here tonight it's on the St. Cecilia side. It's been 26 years since they've had a losing season, 18 years since they haven't qualified for the playoffs. I don't think they're going to qualify for the playoffs regardless of what happens here tonight, but there is a scenario I think that they do get in, but a lot has to happen. It would be St. Cecilia would have to win. And I think the seven teams in front of them would have to lose and just everything would have to go absolutely. It would, it would be the perfect storm of events for St. Cecilia to sneak into these playoffs. But I think with the when Class C ex, or, uh, downsized to the 16 teams, definitely eliminated teams being 500 or just one game over 500 going into the last week at really having a chance to make the playoffs. If this was still a, a 32-team playoff, they'd be looking at what seed they're going to, but... That's not the case right now, and I think St. Cecilia is going to be one of those first three to four out of the playoffs. And I've, I've talked to a lot of coaches in, in these upper classes. They really like the new system. I think they think it's more competitive this way, and you really kind of filter out some of those extra games. Plus, I think it also helps the NSAA with, with referees. And you, you get nine games. So if you looked at where either of these teams are and say they wouldn't have made the, the playoffs in the 32-team system, well, they get a ninth game either way, and that, that's always good. Get some more players, some experience out on the field, and work towards building for the next year. As for the Gibbon Buffaloes, it's been a long time since they've won a game. Uh, 1994, I think it was the last time I talked to Coach Mark McLaughlin, which we'll hear. In just over St. Cecilia. Yeah, over St. Cecilia. It's been a long rivalry here. They're just well, not very far as far as mileage here between the two cities. But uh, you think about that, 1994, a lot of these kids... Not even born, well, they weren't born yet because they were born late 90s, early 2000s. So you think about that's been a long time for them. Maybe they have a shot here. They, they played very competitively last week against Donna Trumbull. Gibbon does move the ball quite well. They, they move the ball really well on the ground. Both teams have uh, rushed for, I believe, 1,600 yards, and the, the passing discrepancy becomes the difference between the two teams on where they get their balance. But, yes, Gibbon the last couple years was very, very good. Won their district title the last two years. Got bumped a little bit southeast into the Hastings, St. Cecilia, and Donovan Trumbull, who's going to win this district. It's something that Gibbon got moved over. St. Cecilia had been on top of the district as well, and now both teams having a little bit of a down year in the same district, and that opened up some things for a couple other districts. This would have been a, a really good thing to see these two teams battling it out both of the last couple of years where they were really on top of the class. And you think last week it came down to a, a two-point conversion for Gibbon against Donovan Trumbull. They, com- they convert that, and then they're 3-5 and five here tonight, possible district champion here 
this evening, but that's not the case. Uh, we're going to hear from both coaches coming up here in just a few minutes. Going to hear from Coach Mark McLaughlin first, then we'll hear from Carl Tesmer of St. Cecilia. Ravenna Sanitation is bringing you our coaches' interviews here tonight on The Breeze. Ravenna Sanitation says, your trash is our treasure, serving Buffalo County for business or residential service. That's Ravenna Sanitation, your trash collection connection. Find us in your local Yellow Pages. We'll take a listen from Coach Mark McLaughlin of the Gibbon Buffaloes right after this. Ravenna Sanitation provides the perfect solution for any solid containment requirement. From the old shingles off your roof to a remodeled job, Ravenna Sanitation delivers a roll-off box to your house or side of the project. You fill it up and they pick it up. No more making several trips back and forth to the dump. Rely on Ravenna Sanitation to take care of it for you. Ravenna Sanitation is the quality, dependable trash hauling service you've been looking for. Ravenna Sanitation, serving all of Buffalo County. This week, the Gibbon Buffaloes take on the St. Cecilia Blue Hawks, and we are pleased to spend a few minutes with Gibbon head coach Mark McLaughlin. Coach, thanks for the time. Thanks for having me. I appreciate you covering the game. Well, you bet. Uh, I know your Buffaloes are kind of having a down year this year, 2-6. and It's uh, been a tough year for a program that's seen a lot of success, uh, but things have looked up here in the second half of the season. Talk about how your team has been able to kind of turn it around the last few weeks. I think the biggest thing is we've been able to get healthy, uh, the first first game of the year, it's not even halftime, and our quarterback and our all-state offensive linemen are on the rack because uh, both of them tore ligaments in their knee, uh, and and we were thinking, okay, well, there's there's our string of bad luck. We we had bad luck to end the year last year, and we had bad luck to start the year, and then it just didn't quit. I mean, from from that game all the way through the fourth game, we lost another kid or two every night, and. We finally got guys back, except for, of course, the ACL. Uh, he'll be out for the rest of the year, but we're pretty healthy, and we should have pretty well everybody suited up on Friday night that, that we expected to when the whole year started. Well, that that's a good sign. Uh, it's nice to hear that everybody's getting healthy, and I don't think a lot of people are giving you much of a chance against Donovan Trumbull. Perhaps maybe people don't know uh, about all that, but you almost pulled off a big victory last week. Talk about how your, uh, what your team did well last week. Uh, last week was pretty interesting game. Um, going into the game, I told our team if if Zexer runs for 150 or more, we're going to get blown out. Uh, so what what we really invested our time in was shutting down their interior run game. And this is going to sound crazy. The kid had 262 yards, and we felt like we did a good job on him. I mean, he had he had a big long 75 yard run late in the game, like three minutes left to give him a 21-14 lead. But that was really the only time he got loose. Um, if I didn't know it was possible to nickel and dime your way to 200 yards, but he did throughout the game, and then he busted that 75-yard run. So I was really pleased with their defense. Um, and then they didn't. I don't think they completed a pass in the second half. Uh, and in the first half, we were able to limit their, their pass completions to five yards here or ten yards there. And I think those that are familiar with Donovan Trumbull know they like to throw the ball down the field, and, and so we were able to kind of shut those big plays off. Uh, and then on the offensive side of the ball, we really did a good job of controlling the clock. Um, we didn't want to get in a track meet with them. You, you can't get in a track meet with a team like that. So we thought if we were able to control the ball and control the clock, that would make it a game that we that we felt like we had a chance to win. and. 
you know, obviously we lost by one point. And you look at a few plays here, a few plays there. Um, even talking to their coach after the game, um, he felt like they were lucky to get out of there with a win. And, and I think a lot of our kids felt like that too. Well, and then you go for two at the uh, the last play of the game. That, I mean, why not? Uh, what he got to lose, right? It, here's here's what people don't know is we're we're zero and five at one point and. We make that two-point conversion against Donovan Trumbull, and then we beat St. Cecilia on Friday, and we're going to the state playoffs because we win the district. So, I mean, we're we lose to Southern Valley to start the to start district play, and and we assumed that Southern Valley would probably lose to Donovan and probably lose to St. Cecilia, which they did. So, if we beat Donovan Trumbull, and then we go beat St. Cecilia. We're four and one in the district, and we qualify as the district champs. And so for me, it was a no-brainer. You know, we got nothing to lose. Went down there to play. We didn't go down there to tie or to to look good on paper. We went down there to win the district. And unfortunately for us, we came up a yard short. Yeah, it's a it's a tough situation to be in. But now you do get Saint Cecilia this week. It's still a rivalry game for you. Uh, what what uh, what's different about Saint Cecilia from the style of Donovan Trumbull? I think there's there's quite a bit that's different. Um, number one, I think St. Cecilia is a little bit faster up front on the offensive line. They're significantly smaller up front. Um, Donovan Trumbull's huge, or at least they seemed it to me. Uh, and and on, on paper and on film, St. Cecilia doesn't look as big, but they look a lot faster. Um, their their choice of plays um i've i've seen every game they have i have all eight of their games on film i've broke them all down every single play and their play selection when they're on offense is quite a bit different too uh donovan trumbull will spread it out and throw the ball all over the yard and they'll you know they they really use two ball carriers and saint cecilia is much different um obviously Grant Schmidt's a phenomenal player, and he'll carry the ball quite a bit. But you know, they 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 spread it around all over. You got Glass, uh, that's you know the running back, and Sam Clark, and Miles Furman, and Hunter Stewart, and Grant Farmer, and Cass Howell, and Chris White. I mean, they're there's guys all over the place that are going to touch the ball, and and they're going to do it in. Um, after three films uh, that I'd broke down, St. Cecilia had been in 26 formations. I mean, and and I count a formation change anytime their running back lines up in a different spot. But that's an that's an incredible amount of formations. Uh, Donovan Trumbull was in a handful, three or four. So I think there's there's massive differences between the two. Again, we're speaking with Gibbon head coach Mark McLaughlin as they uh, get set to take on St. Cecilia this week. Uh, you guys have had success running the football with uh, Jacob Tracy back there. You mentioned size being uh, a thing where St. Cecilia is a little undersized. How much success do you think you can have running uh, at St. Cecilia this week? One of the things that I've found in my time here is is size up front is the most overrated factor that anybody ever talks about in high school football. Uh, and, and people that need evidence of that, look no further. I mean, obviously St. Cecilia knows this, too, because they've played them. Look, look no further than David City Aquinas. Uh, 2014, we go out to Aquinas and play them in the first round of the playoffs, and we're huge up front. I mean, we're, I think we averaged 265 up front that year. 
and I was thinking, oh man, we're going to go down there and we're going to have some success running between the tackles. And no, I mean, I don't think we gained 50 yards running the ball. And I can't remember if it was that year or the next year. It might have been both, actually, where St. Cecilia ran into Aquinas in the playoffs and had about the same luck that we did. And Aquinas is never big. Aquinas is 200 pounds, 180 pounds, 175, 205. And and that's what I see with St. Cecilia is they've got some guys that are 165. Um, I can't think of his name, number 50. Uh, is it Star maybe, the center? He's 165. Yeah. Uh, there's another kid. I mean, their biggest kid, I think, is 62 at 210 or 60 at 240 that, that kind of plays significant minutes. Um, so they've got a few dudes like that. But it's, it, to me, it's not about size. It's about what you do with that mass. If you're, if you're 240 pounds and can't move it, good luck playing football. Yeah, one good point there. Well, uh, this is a couple programs that both teams were undefeated last year. And I know it's a solid rivalry here between the two schools. Uh, kind of, is this kind of your playoff game this week? Yeah, absolutely. Um, this is this is uncharted waters for for our two programs for the last couple of years. And you know, I, I'm sure Coach Tesmer and Coach Aaron's are disappointed that that they're not going to the state playoffs, and our kids are disappointed that we're not going to the state playoffs. But um, when it's all said and done, one of the things I always tell my kids is you're putting on football pads on a Friday night, and there are kids that are somewhere in some foreign country or somewhere in some inner city in the United States that they don't get that chance. So whether it's a, a game between a 2-6 and six and 4-4 four and four team or a game between two 9-0 and o teams like it would have been last year. Either way, it's a high school football game, and it matters a lot to me. You know, I was talking to our sports director here uh, yesterday, and he was saying that uh, it's been, I think, 20-plus years that St. Cecilia's had a losing season. How sweet would that be to to, to get that win, knowing that, uh, that you'd be making a little history there? That'd be nice. Um <laughs> I'll tell you what would be nicer is we haven't beat St. Cecilia since 1994, and it, it might have been that year. It might have been the same year uh, that your sports director was talking about, but the last time we beat St. Cecilia was in 1994, and it was in Hastings on Duncan Field, I think. Uh, we beat them 15-7, to and that same year we finished 3-6. and So you'd think maybe there's a little bit of magic in the air in Gibbon because if we win tomorrow night, it'll be 3-6. and well, Coach, it should be a good one. We're looking forward to it. That's our matchup of the week here on The Breeze. Uh, Mark McLaughlin's been our guest. Coach, good luck to you Friday night. I appreciate uh, you guys covering our game and, and taking time to talk high school football. Thank you very much. You bet. We'll hear from Mike Will with uh, Coach Tesmer coming up right after this. Ravenna Sanitation provides the perfect solution for any solid containment requirement. From the old shingles off your roof to a remodeled job, Ravenna Sanitation delivers a roll-off box to your house or side of the project. You fill it up and they pick it up. No more making several trips back and forth to the dump. Rely on Ravenna Sanitation to take care of it for you. Ravenna Sanitation is the quality, dependable trash hauling service you've been looking for. Ravenna Sanitation, serving all of Buffalo County. Back in the pregame show, talk with Hastings St. Cecilia head coach Carl Tesmer and coach sitting at 4-4 four and four in the season, but really a, a ball game tonight, a good chance for you to finish the season strong. Well, we'd like to, yeah, and you know, we've won two in a row now, which is I think our winning streak this year, and 
And, um, yeah, we'd like to – we were going to every game we'd like to win, and so uh, we got a tough opponent. It's a team that I thought, you know, just looking at it last year, I thought we might be in this position. And I actually thought, well, maybe, you know, both of us might be in a position to maybe win the district, but it didn't work out that way. The last two weeks you guys have played uh, pretty well, including last week's win over Southern Valley. You know, we really did. And, um, you know, we weren't sure. Uh, we had a little let down there in the second half. But then you go back and look at film, and we actually did a lot of good things. And so we were happy with the game and and always happy again with the win and, and the fact that we were able to put two in a row back, you know, back-to-back. And and uh, and I, I thought our offensive line did well. I thought our backs ran well. We played very good defense, even though we gave up some yardage. We still, you know, played good well enough. We, In fact, it was the worst game we played <laughs> against the pass, Mike, all year. So... Um, and, and why, I don't know. You know, just some short passing game that they turned into longer yards. And, and uh, But against the rush, we played very, very well. And, and so uh, it was a nice win. Offensively, you, you were able to put uh, two backs over 100 yards again. Uh, Zach Glass with 119 last week. Grant Schmidt, 104. Last couple of weeks, you've recommitted to the, the rushing game, and, and you guys are improving in that category. Well, and you know, and it's, it's interesting because, you know, our black formation, our Maryland eye is, you know, we kind of go to that when we get – kind of stagnant a little bit and we just could not get anything going with uh, with our zone game and so luckily we were able to go with that and and actually we had some got some good yardage and and to have two backs over 100 yards is you know that's really good and 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 uh, and, and then it was nice to have and, and they both ran well schmidt and, and glass both ran hard and it was good to see our line pick some people up and and then our backs block for each other. And so we're in that situation again tonight. I think if we have to, we'll, we'll, we'll try to get in black if we have to. It's a great offense to try and control the clock with, too, also. But uh, we'll see. if we, you know, Hopefully, if it's stingy, we'll try to go that route. Facing a given team tonight that had a bunch of injuries during the season. I think they got some of those guys back, and they played Donovan Trumbull extremely tough last week. Well, that was a wake-up score, if you want to call it that. And, and uh, But I had a lot of respect for Gibbon. And, uh, you know, they were a, a class uh, C2 playoff team last year. And so, you know, I, I, I think that uh, just looking at them, they, um, you know, they lost some linemen. They got some outstanding backs. And uh, by this time of the year, everybody's linemen have kind of come around. And, and, and as you said, the injuries, you know, those kids are back. And so, and they played a very, very tough schedule. You know, this, the, the record really doesn't indicate, you know, but, but I think the score against Donovan really tells you just how good they really are, and and they're very capable. And of course, they have that score. That game was at Donovan, and so here they are playing at home, their final game of the year. And I'm sure they're anxious to close out well and do well. And and um, you know, I'm, I know they feel down a little bit on their you know the record and everything, but they still have a lot of uh, tradition there and a lot of love for the game of football. And so it'll be a, a tough game. Jacob Tracy is their uh, leading ball carrier. He's averaging about 160 yards per ball game. Not a big kid, five foot nine, 170 pounder. But what have you seen out of him? Oh, he can fly. You know, I saw him last spring. We were <clears throat> down at the Carney uh, Indoor, and uh, you know, Hunter Fisher was running in the finals of the 50 yard dash, and this young man was in the same heat in the finals, and and I think he finished third or fourth, and Hunter won it. So, uh, it was, I mean, he can run. He's got a lot of speed. So not only is a good strong back. And with you know, he's built well, but uh, he's got a lot of speed, and so that makes him that much uh, more effective. And you know how much uh, respect and and we had for Hunter Fisher, you know, and, and Dayton Seeley in our offense last year. He, this man has that same respect for the given offense. They want to run the football, but they got a couple of uh, talented wide receivers out there as well. You know, they throw the ball. You know, anytime you can do them both, you know, you're just that much more dangerous. And uh, 
you know, I, they just they're they've got they're well coached. They know what they're doing. Their line is very well coached. Uh, you watch them on film. You know, they do things right. You know, and so and then of course, uh, as you said, they can throw and run. Now, you know, when we we felt real good about the pass, we worked hard on it this week, and and uh, I was a little disappointed that we gave up 170 yards in the air last week, and we certainly don't want to try and do that again this week, but. You know, we did keep them out of the end zone in the air. Uh, we haven't given up a lot of touchdown passes, so maybe we'll we'll be able to uh, keep that same success on on our defensive side. Are the keys uh, stopping this team tonight? Well, I, the, for us, the best defense is our offense. If we can control the ball a little bit, run some clock, and get some things going, they're really stingy on the perimeter. And then there's their two linebackers just fly to the ball, Mike. They've got a lot of speed, a lot of size up front. So, you know, if we go three and out, four or five possessions tonight, it's going to be tough to win. I, I think we're going to have to score three times because I just don't feel that we're going to keep this explosive team out. Of, you, know, anybody that, you know, we haven't scored on a lot of people, you know, Mike. You know, we, we couldn't score on Donovan, and yet they got 21 points on them. So, you know, we're going to have to play very, very good defense, and then I think we have to get our running game going. They're not, their pass defense is, is set up to take a lot away a lot of the things that we like to do. And unless you're a pure passing team, which we aren't, you're not going to put up a lot of, um, of uh, uh, points on them. But I think we can run on them, and that, that's what we're going to have to do. All right, good luck tonight. Thank you. Colin Sensmer, head coach for Hastings Saints SA. We'll have more on tonight's pregame show right after this. Farming is a way of life here. It always has been and always will be. Today's farmers have a feel for the land. That shows in the harvest. They team up with Clevenger Farm Products to deliver their fuels and help save valuable time. Locally owned and operated, so the people behind the counter are the people you've known for years. People you can rely on. Whether you need fuels delivered or you get your fuel right there 24-7, pay at the pump in Gibbon and Kearney. For everyone who's nurturing the land, Clevenger Farm Products, proud to support the area athletes. Ravenna Sanitation provides the perfect solution for any solid containment requirement. From the old shingles off your roof to a remodeled job, Ravenna Sanitation delivers a roll-off box to your house or side of the project. You fill it up and they pick it up. No more making several trips back and forth to the dump. Rely on Ravenna Sanitation to take care of it for you. Ravenna Sanitation is the quality, dependable trash hauling service you've been looking for. Ravenna Sanitation, serving all of Buffalo County. The Breeze 94.5. Brandon Peoples and Caleb Henry back with you here on The Breeze 94.5, getting you ready for high school football. St. Cecilia taking on Gibbon tonight here at Gibbon High School. And, uh, again, both these teams looking for uh, to kind of finish the season on a high note here. You know, Gibbon uh, last week almost pulled off the upset with Donovan Trumbull, which was very impressive. I don't think a lot of people gave him any chance to win that game. But uh, as you heard in the coach interview, they're getting healthy right now, which is uh, a little too late, I suppose. But it's nice to see that everybody's getting back and have an opportunity to play football. Getting everyone healthy, come out for one last hurrah, if you will, for the season finale for both of these teams. And you know what, weather conditions-wise, it's a beautiful night out. It's still a little bit over 60. Obviously, it'll cool off, get into the 50s before too long, but you can't ask for much more when you get into a late October game just before playoffs. Usually playoff football, you start worrying even first round of snow. Well, we're just a week away from some playoff football, and these guys don't even have to worry about snow. It's a great field conditions. Nothing's too slick out there yet. I think both teams are going to come out on top and 
give it their all to finish the season here. Yeah, it's it's a beautiful Nebraska night here. There's a little bit of a haze kind of over the stadium right now. Sun is setting to our back here. We're looking towards the east as we uh, look at the stadium. But uh, field's in pretty good shape. I mean, uh, uh, what you'd expect, I guess, for late October. Absolutely. They're going through the starting lineups right now. And Gibbon has very, very good facilities. I know they just redid their, their school a few years ago. So it's very, very nice place for uh, for spectators to come out. And we noticed a lot of St. Cecilia people made the trip down, even though the season for them may not have been as what they were expecting either. Absolutely. I want to thank you again for listening in to the New Tech Seed pregame show. Again, a New Tech Seed, your yield leader. Contact Terry and Jason Stark or a New Tech Seed dealer near you. Let's go ahead and run you through the starting lineups for tonight's contest. St. Cecilia will receive. They're, I think they're going to yeah, they're gonna receive, and they'll go on offense first. So here's how their lineup go. Across the offensive line, they'll go with Alex Thomas, Christian, uh, Kristen Hessler, Nathan Starr, Jared Prevetti, and Josh Bulky. The tight end is Miles Thurman. Receivers, Chris White, Cass Howell. Running backs are Zach Glass and Sam Clark. And the quarterback for St. Cecilia is Grant Schmidt, head coach of the Blue Hawks, is Carl Tesmer. On uh, Gibbon for defense, they'll go this way. Defensive line will include uh, Jose Murillo, Jose Loza, Colin, uh, check that, uh, Jose Murillo and Jose Loza across the defensive line. Linebackers Lane Brown, Devin Stroh, Wyatt Key, Jacob Tracy, and Zach Ewalt. The defensive backs are uh, Gerardo Raimundo, Adam Hyde, Franny Lopez, and Jason Andrist. So, and uh, Gibbon, of course, coached by... Mark McLaughlin, and again, uh, given two and six, St. Cecilia, I believe four and four, if I'm not mistaken, and uh, so the storyline is here again, St. Cecilia hasn't had a losing season in 26 years, that uh, could be on the line here tonight, depending on how things go, and it's been a long time since Gibbon beat this St. Cecilia team, as I mentioned, 1994, it's been been quite a while. Both teams have something to play for. You get to the end of the year, and sometimes you start worrying about, well, are we going to just get guys in for experience? What are the players going? Are they going to get up for this next game? Well, there's a lot of storylines, and maybe some of these players weren't around in that 20-something years ago. That's that's older than any of the players that will be on the field, but there's something to play for for their communities this evening. Yeah, St. Cecilia, um, obviously they're gonna, their offense is going to go through the running game. Uh, they like to run the the, uh, the jet sweep quite a bit in the, in the wing. Uh, Zach Glass is going to probably get quite a few touches here tonight. He's one of their top players. And, of course, Grant Schmidt, the quarterback. Gibbon, their offense uh, led by their big running back, uh, Jacob Tracy, who's had a really nice season. I think he's well over 1,000 yards already. Yeah, well over 1,000 yards and definitely their workhorse. If you, if you look at the number of carries he has compared to the rest of the team, I think he might have half or better of their carries for the season, a 1,000-yard rusher, which is always a great accomplishment on any squad, to, no matter what the, the record ends up for the year. And to get that done and already through the first eight games, now he's got a ninth game, try to add on to that a little bit. I'll tell you what else is going on on our Platte River Radio group of stations real quick. Of course, Hastings High is over on 1230 KHAS. They are hosting Holdridge tonight. And over on Classic Hits 98.9 tonight, it's Heartland and Kennesaw. And on... Both uh, ESPN Radio 1460 and 1550, Broken Bow, is at Kearney Catholic tonight. And, of course, we're here in Gibbon, St. Cecilia and Gibbon tonight here on the Breeze 94.5. Both teams uh, on the field, and we will have the kickoff here in just a few minutes. 
You're listening to High School Football on the Breeze 94.5 and PlatteRiverPreps.com. New Tech is known as the undisputed yield leader as a result of their excellent performance in university and first trials and in your fields. While winning isn't everything at the high school level, it sure makes things a lot more interesting. To put New Tech's winning genetics to work for you, contact Terry or Jason Stark of Cutting Edge Seed and Chemicals at 750-6060. That's 750-6060. Or visit NewTech at yieldleader.com. Undisputed Midwest Yield Leader. All of us at Five Points Bank strongly believe in supporting our area's youth. Five Points Bank contributes annually to the booster clubs of our area high school schools and Hastings College. We believe student participation in extracurricular activities results in better student engagement and academic performance. Extracurricular activities are the other half of education, and Five Points Bank supports and promotes these activities. Get out there and support our youth by attending a ball game, a concert, an art show. Let's show our young people we care. Today, more and more people are insuring their homes with us through Auto Owners Insurance. I'm Dave Challey at Barney Insurance. We'll provide low-cost, quality protection, claim service second to none, and if you insure both your home and car through Auto Owners Insurance, you'll qualify for additional premium discounts. Stop by or give us a call at 237-2222. We're Barney Insurance. Time is the true test of endurance. Barney Insurance. Bob Sass Flowers is more than beautiful flowers and green plants. Stop in and check out their new fall decor, wall art, seasonal door wreaths, and more. For even more home decor and gift ideas, shop the Ooze and Oz Lower Level, 2618 West 2nd Hastings. Say it with flowers at Bob Sass Flowers. When it hurts, come to Burt's. Burt's Drug Stores in Hastings has the best prescription and over-the-counter service and free delivery six days a week. You get old-fashioned, know you buy your first-name personal service at Burt's Drug Store downtown Hastings and Burt's Pharmacy, 14th and Bellevue. The Breeze 94.5. Welcome back in here to Gibbon High School. The Buffaloes hosting the St. Cecilia Blue Hawks. Brandon Peoples and Caleb Henry with you field side tonight. Stephanie Brubaker engineering things for us back in Hastings. You are listening to The Breeze 94.5. KLIQ, Hastings, Grand Island, Kearney. It'll be Gibbon set to kick this one off. Going left to right. They will defend the north goal. And uh, St. Cecilia will defend the south goal going right to left. Gibbon wearing their home blue uniforms, white numerals, white pants. St. Cecilia wearing their white tops, black pants, blue numerals, and a black helmet. Back to receive for St. Cecilia. They've got uh, Sam, check that, Zach Glass, and Chris White back deep to receive the kick. And doing the kickoffs tonight is uh, Ed Hill Escondon. Jason Andrus, check that. So Andrus lining things up. And we are underway. The kickoff and over end and be received at the 10-yard line by Zach Glass. And he'll take it out close to the 30-yard line. And the Blue Hawks will set up their offense at about the 29. Good night for football here. Senior night, of course. And a lot of parents here with their seniors. Got some uh, little cheerleaders out in front of us wearing pink. little extra spirit squad for the last game of the year. Absolutely. Blue Hawks go on offense. They'll spread things out. Two receiver set. 
And the quarterback, Grant Schmidl, hand off to Glass right up the middle. And he plows his way forward for about four or five yards. Well, one thing about Coach Tesmer, he likes to run the football. You probably see that quite a bit here this evening. But don't, don't be uh, so shocked if you see him go to the play-action pass quite a bit. Grant Schmidt, quite the talented quarterback. And they'll send Chris White out here on the near side. And now in motion. It's a pitch out left side going to Glass. And he crosses the 35. Tackled at about the 36. Good tackle made there uh, by big number 34. And that is uh, wide key. Check that. Adam Hyde making the tackle. Wide key in there, though, as well. That brings up a third down. Right now, St. Cecilia on schedule, just going to run the ball for a few yards, three yards in a cloud of dust, and for a third and short, that's right where they want to be. And they've got the two-back set there on both sides of the quarterback. And there might have been a little movement. No flag there, and a pass is completed out on the far sideline, completed to Hunter Stewart. They got the first down out near the Gibbon 40-yard line. And it gains about about 23 yards on that pass. First down, St. Cecilia, moving the ball into Gibbon territory. Ball is officially at the 41-yard line. Two-back set again out there in kind of the uh, wing. And a little movement up front on the near side. Not sure who jumped there, if it was uh, Gibbon or St. Cecilia. And looks like it's going to be on the Buffaloes. So five-yard penalty. It gives St. Cecilia first and five at the 36. St. Cecilia comes out. They'll send white in motion left to right. And a handoff will go over the left side. And uh, that's going to be carried by Grant Farmer this time for a short gain. Just about a yard shy of the first down mark. It'll be second and one. St. Cecilia running everything out of the gun right now, continuing to put some motion, keep the, the Buffalo defense on their heels with a lot of misdirection. And they'll send... Hunter Stewart out here wide now going in motion. It's going to be the first pass, second pass play of the game going down the sideline, incomplete. Tiptoeing the sidelines was Cass Howell, just a little bit out of his reach. Would have been right near the goal line if he could have hauled that one in. Instead, it's third down. That was really reminiscent of their uh, their third down conversion just a few plays ago where they, they snap it and everyone runs right down the middle and they just run their wide out on a flag route right towards the sideline, that time just a little bit overthrown. 9.57 showing here on the clock, just underway in the first quarter. No score. Blue Hawks moving the ball. They're at the Gibbon 32-yard line, looking for a one-yard conversion here, and Glass going to get it here. He'll get it out to the 30, and still on his feet. Finally brought down. Ball came loose, and it's Gibbon football. Well, that play stayed alive for quite some time. 
He kept shuffling his feet, got across the 30, and then it just popped out. And one of the Gibbon defenders landed on it. Didn't get a chance to see who got it, but when they had that pile, the pile just kept moving. And it popped out, and Gibbon players smart move, diving on it. That's the first turnover of our ball game. Comes here at the 9.46 mark of the first quarter. Now we'll start things on the other side. Buffaloes take over on offense. Quarterback Jason Andrist will uh, fake the handoff on the jet sweep. He'll keep it. Goes around the 30. Comes around to the outside. Plows his way forward with a little stiff arm there. and Out of bounds is where he's pushed out at the 47-yard line. Andrus not wasting any time. As soon as they got the ball, he's trying to see if he can get to pay dirt in one play. It's a 19-yard pickup by the quarterback and a fresh set of downs. One thing's for certain, Gibbon has a size advantage over this St. Cecilia line. They'll spread it out, out of the shotgun. The quarterback hands it off right up the middle and getting out to the left side, Jacob Tracy, their talented running back, very close to a first down as he races out across the 45. About second and two when they resume. There's a big speed and power difference with this given Buffalo's offense on the field. And again, out of the gun, here's the handoff. Tracy, this time met in the backfield. A couple different Blue Hawk defenders, including Nathan Starr in there. And it's going to bring up third down and two. Josh Bulky also in there on the tackle to bring up third down and two here from the St. Cecilia 45. Buffalo's trying to keep this drive alive. And a low snap to the quarterback. Hand off right up the middle to Tracy. And it's going to be awfully close. Might be a measurement, but I think he's short. And it'll be a fourth down and about a yard, maybe a half a yard. You go for it here if you're given. I mean, kind of a weird spot on the field. You had two big plays and then a couple short plays just trying to get to the first down. Looks like they're going to go for it here, give it to one of their big backs and try to use that line to make some holes and see if they can just pick up that half a yard. Quarterback coming up under center. That's Andrus, 10. They plow forward and push the pile forward for the first down. Anders was the ball carrier that time, got about a yard. And they'll have it at the 47-yard line. Check that 42-yard line. Fresh set of downs for the Buffaloes. They'll go two wide out here to the near side, two to the left. And Tracy, the lone setback, fake the handoff. They'll pass here. Andrus looking left, now will keep it, and lowers the shoulder and goes out to the far sideline where he's tackled out of bounds. Gained about four yards there to bring up second down. Smart decision there by Andrus. All the, the receivers covered downfield managed to get out into the flat. Saw a couple yards open, so decided to go and just get a couple of those, get a second and eight rather than a, a first and ten. Just get what you can get on each play. And again, they'll spread things out here, going with Four, actually five wide. They'll send a man in motion, and that's Tracy. And he'll carry it out across the 40-yard line. Kind of like the uh, the old jet sweep there. And it'll be third down. 
besides those first two big plays right now, Gibbon just kind of nickel and diming, not, not getting a whole lot of push up front and finding some room to run. Third down, six from the St. Cecilia 38-yard line. Andrews top running out of the gun. Tracy in motion. They'll fake the handoff. Andrews will keep it. Goes to the right. Lowers the shoulder and is out to the 32-yard line. And going to be very close to first down. But it will be third down, or actually fourth down. And timeout called by the officials. He's still about a yard short, isn't he? A little hard to tell from there with the chains being on the far side of the field, but on their on their last set of sticks, they were very confident in calling it a fourth down. So on this one, definitely really, really close on where it is for a first down. And bringing sticks out here, and, and he's going to be just inches shy. So it'll be a fourth and inches situation here for the Buffaloes. We've already converted one fourth down on this drive. And decision time coming. I imagine they'll keep the offense on the field at the Blue Hawk 32-yard line. You would think having having gone for it just 10 yards before this one, they'd, they'd go for it again here. Still a little bit out of your, your conventional field goal range. Meanwhile, the clock right about 629 here in the first quarter. Still no score. And the Buffaloes line it up. I'm interesting on fourth and inches, they're going to go four wide now the quarterback gonna try to just spin his way forward and I think he's got it Landris uh, quite an athlete just kind of wheeled and dealed there looked much more athletic than than Matt Leinert for USC against Notre Dame (laughs) if anyone remembers that play getting to run the uh, quarterback sneak and then wheeling out a little bit he was definitely a lot quicker hitting that spin move for the first down so another fresh set of downs for the Buffaloes to keep the drive alive here at the 31-yard line. Two-back set. This time they'll give it to their other back, and that is uh, Wyatt Key rolling out to the left side for a short gain. Used a little misdirection there and kind of faked the handoff to Tracy and instead went to Key. I think caught the defense a little bit off guard, but they were able to pursue the play out to the sideline. A little bit of a sloppy snap on that one. It almost looked more like a direct snap right to right to key there, but as you said, the misdirection where they were able to get to the get to the edge, but there was no room to go once they got there. And they got two wide out here to the right side. It's a pitch out to Tracy, who's got some running room, going downhill out to the twenty yard line and plows forward close to the fifteen. He's gonna get about sixteen or seventeen yards on that play. So they're moving the football well with their running game. A very quick moving first quarter we have here in Gibbon. All spotted at the 18-yard line of St. Cecilia. Buffaloes go with trips to the left. And Andrus looking to throw, rolling out to his left. Going to throw. Ooh, that's a dangerous pass. And it's nearly picked off in the end zone as one of the St. Cecilia defenders got under it. That was a great job of... Uh playing defense by the receiver to make sure he got out, got the uh, the shoestrings of the defensive back, flip rolls a little bit there, but prevented the interception. Yeah, Hunter Stewart making the defensive 
play there. Almost had the interception. Instead, it's second down and 10. Uh, looks like they're running about the same play here. Three receivers out to the left. This time a pitch out. Tracy, and he'll plow forward. He's still on his feet and into the red zone here. Inside the 10, as they'll get another fresh set of downs. See where they spot that football at. Looks like maybe right about the 9. Definitely the farthest end of the field from, from where we are up here in the press box. We'll call it a gain of 10 officially. It's first and goal from the eight. Lining up four wide. Now handoff. Tracy, right side, finds a hole and then is cut off. Touchdown saving tackle made by Cass Howell. And bring up second and goal. Was, uh, the court, the uh, running back there gains three yards on the play. And the Buffaloes just knocking on the door at the five-yard line. Andrus out of the gun. Fakes the pitch. Now hands it off to, to Tracy, who's going to be into the end zone on a knee. Uh, or was he just shy? He did go to a knee. It looked like maybe right before he got into the end zone. Farmer able to make the stop there. It's going to be Third and goal right at the one. Tracy went to get in a goal line, laid the wood. Farmer took the brunt of that hit, but he did manage to knock Tracy down to a knee just short of the goal line. So we'll try it here on third and goal. Again, they give to Tracy. Going to the right side, and no problem that time. Touchdown, Gibbon. Buffaloes get on the scoreboard first here at the 338 mark of the first quarter. Is a one-yard touchdown run by uh, Jacob Tracy. So they'll try to tack on the extra points. Ed Hill Eskendon on to kick it. And the holder is Adam Hyde. The kick is up and it's right through the middle. It's good. So Gibbon on top. 7 to nothing here in the first quarter. Leading St. Cecilia will come back with more high school football after this on The Breeze. This sports broadcast is proudly brought to you in part by Adams Corner Market in Gibbon. Adams is your full-service grocery store with the meats, freshest produce, and every week there are great savings and specials. Fast, friendly, hometown personal service. Adams Corner Market features Chester's Fried Chicken in their deli every day, so stop in before the game and get your dinners made for you from Adams Corner Market. Best of luck to all the area athletes. The Breeze, 94.5. Oh, what a nice opening drive for the Buffaloes. They get the fumble, uh, recover the fumble of St. Cecilia, and then take six minutes off the clock going 16 plays down the field, and uh, they come up with a touchdown. And Escadon, who just kicked the extra point, going to stay out there and kick off. So two kickoffs, two different kickers so far for the Buffaloes. Back deep to receive the kick. Chris White and uh, Zach Glass back there. It's going to be a short kick, and it'll bounce, and then be scooped up by Glass at about the 25-yard line. He'll power forward across the 30. 
Nice hit made there by one of the Buffalo players. <coughs> so a fresh set of downs here as St. Cecilia takes over for their second drive of the game. Neither team through their first drive to start this game did anything really out of the ordinary. Both teams ran a little bit of misdirection, but it was really give it to your workhorse and run the ball, maybe try to throw one over the top, but both teams being very predictable so far, and they know exactly what their identity is. Zach Glass now running to the right on the jet sweep, goes out. Boy, uh, made himself a nice little run there, kind of on the sweep, and uh, almost broke it. A little ankle tackle was made by one of the Gibbon defenders. He's got about an 11-yard gain. So first and 10, St. Cecilia. They've got it at their own 44-yard line. 7-0 Buffaloes here in the first quarter. Again, Grant Schmidt out of the shotgun. Two back set. They'll hand off to Glass going straight up the middle. And he stays on his feet for about a three to four yard gain. Second down coming. This is a lot of what we saw on their first drive. Get some guys in motion, get to the edge, and then start trying to pound it right through the middle. And he was successful, and they, they were moving the ball extremely well. They just need to avoid the turnover. I think they would have scored on that first drive had they not coughed it up trying to just stay on their feet for a couple extra yards. Second down and six. The the Blue Hawks huddle up. Now out to the line of scrimmage here. They're going to send Hunter Stewart out here on the near side. As they'll fake the throw, and Glass will take it up the middle. Dives forward, crossing midfield to about the 49-yard line of Gibbon. So third down and three coming up. Glass has had a lot of touches early on here so far. Chris White coming out here to the near side. They've got another receiver up top. That's Cass Halm, perhaps. And now they'll give off the handoff to Glass going forward off the jet sweep and dives forward to the 45. He's got the first down, and St. Cecilia continues to move the ball. That's two first downs this drive. Both of them just getting to the sticks. They know exactly how far they got to go, and they're getting there. Just trying to hang on to that ball. Use a lot of clock. St. Cecilia very, very disciplined in knowing that they're going to try to get three to four yards each play, and then when they get close, they know exactly where to get to the sticks. The Blue Hawks line it up here. Kind of a different set here. Three wide out to the right, one to the left. Quarterback will keep it this time. Grant Schmidt going to the right, stays on his feet, and has the first down, crossing the 35, down to the 33. Gain of about 12. After getting the ball to glass a number of times in a row, good play call to get it to Schmidt there. A lot of open running room on that opposite side. First and 10 for St. Cecilia. And about the same look they had on the last play here. They'll send one of their men in motion. They'll give to Glass, going to the right side. Off the right tackle. Down to about the 27-yard line is Glass. It's a gain of about six. So it's second down and four coming up here for the Blue Hawks. About a minute left in the first quarter. Gibbon leading 7-0. 
Both teams running the ball. First quarter just flying by right now. Cass Howell out here on the near side. Hunter Stewart in the slot. But they're going to run it again. This time, different man getting hand off. I think that's Chris White. Yeah, actually, uh, check that. Grant Farmer getting the carry. And he gets a short gain. It's going to be third and two coming up. The Blue Hawks will run one more play here before the end of the first quarter. Uh, lined up. Schmidt again will operate out of the shotgun. Three wide receivers out to the right. It's a, a pass out to the right. Grant Farmer hauls it in and goes out to the far sideline. Knocked out of bounds at the 20. And it's going to be first and 10. Coming up here with about 11 seconds remaining. And he was out of bounds, so they get one more play to run here before the end of the quarter. Good thing about that is they got a first down, and they get a bonus play before the end of the quarter. Allison, a man in motion. And the handoff goes to Cass Howell to the left side. Running on the jet sweep. He's going to get into the end zone. Touchdown, St. Cecilia. On the end around, he comes 20 yards. And really, it was 20 yards that way, but he had to come across the field. So he really ran about 30 yards there on that play. He ran 30 to 40 yards, got as close to the sideline, ran all the way across the field, and punches it in for six. So the Blue Hawks answer here just at the end of the first quarter, and they'll try to tack on the extra point off the feet of Grant Schmidt. Sam Clark on to hold, and the kick is up, and it is good. So tie ball game here with two seconds remaining in the first quarter. St. Cecilia 7 and Gibbon 7. We'll have the kickoff right after this. Well, tie ball game here as we uh, tick away the end of the first quarter here. Two seconds remaining after that uh, nice uh, touchdown run by Cass Howell. And St. Cecilia looking to kick things off. Uh, Freddy Lopez back deep to receive that kick. It's going to be a muffed one. He's going to muff the uh, yeah the catch there, and it's going to be is it going to be fumbled? It is fumbled, but uh, Gibbon recovers. They catch a break at the twenty yard line, and that's the end of the first quarter. Saint Cecilia seven, Gibbon seven. We'll have more high school football after this on the Breeze ninety four point five. Get more than you expect. At Burn- 
Furniture Direct. Feeling like you need to go out of town for the best value on your new furniture? Why waste your time when you can shop Furniture Direct in Hastings? Furniture Direct has everyday low prices on top name brands like Ashley, Beautyrest, and Catnapper. Plus, get more than what you expect with express delivery, no interest financing, and friendly hometown service. Why drive when you can get more than you expect? Furniture Direct, behind Sonic on South Burlington in Hastings. Sportsman's Restaurant and Lounge is doing their part to stimulate the economy. Every Saturday from now until further notice, Sportsman's is offering their famous prime rib dinner for two. That's two of everything. Two prime ribs, two salad bars for only 25 bucks. Dinner starts at 5, so head to sunny downtown Gibbon. Tempt your taste buds and stimulate your wallet. All at Sportsman's Restaurant and Lounge. They make it affordable to make the short drive. Breeze 94.5. Now we have a tie ball game here as we go to the second quarter here in Gibbon. And the Buffalo's taking over. They'll go right to left as we switch sides. Both teams through that first quarter ran the ball a lot. It seemed like it just flew right by, but both teams know exactly where their identity and their strengths are. Andrist in the shotgun. Handing it off to Tracy, left side. Ankle tackle made, and he gets out to about the 26-yard line. Let's see who made that tackle there. might have been Josh Walls. He was definitely in the area. Second and four for the Buffaloes. Each team scoring a rush touchdown here in the first quarter. They'll go three wide this time. Handoff, though, goes to Tracy, and they'll run to the right. Tracy going to be wrapped up in the flat. Not sure if he gained anything there. Maybe, maybe a yard. Third down and three coming up. Looks like they'll give him the yard, but that's a uh, given not changing anything from one quarter to the next. Definitely using Tracy as their workhorse to over and over again see what they can get. They'll go trips to the left. Ball's on the ground, and I think Gibbon recovered. One of the linemen able to scoop it up. That's going to be about a seven, eight-yard loss. It doesn't look like a bad snap. That's definitely what that looked like. And now you go from third and short to in a punting situation here. What about you, but when I was in high school, we didn't snap as many to the shotgun. We had a lot of quarterback under center tricky uh, for the center to learn how to do that, especially at the high school level, but you see a lot more teams are throwing the ball all the time. A lot more spread offenses anymore at the college and the high school game, trying to get athletes because there's such a shortage of numbers at a lot of schools, so get them out, get your athletes out on the edge and make some plays. So fourth down coming, Gibbon will punt. Grant Schmidt looks to be back deep to receive the kick. It'll bounce at the 47-yard line of Gibbon. And St. Cecilia will have pretty good field position here on their next drive. Well, Brock's got to feel pretty good about themselves. After the uh, losing the fumble, they march back down to their second drive and get some points. And now have pretty good field position here at the 47-yard line of Gibbon. Usually when you start the game on your first possession and you're driving really well and you, you have that first turnover, you don't expect to be in such a good position at the end of the first, but... Here they are, a chance to take the lead on their first possession in the second quarter. 
We'll go with a two-receiver set. Schmidt out of the shotgun. They'll send Glass out wide. And now Schmidt keeps it, stays on his feet. He's got the first down and then some out close to the three-yard line, a gain of about 16. And the good thing about having an athlete at the quarterback position is uh, they can be a dual threat. And now we have an injury on the field. It's to be Jose Loza out there for Gibbon. And he appears to be in some pain. So we'll step aside on this injury timeout. You're listening to High School Football on the Breeze. Clipper Publishing wishes all area teams good luck in the game. Clipper Publishing is proud of the successful athletes from Shelton, Gibbon, and Wood River and look forward to supporting and reporting on all the game's activities in the Shelton Clipper, the Gibbon Reporter, and Wood River Sunbeam. Go to clipperpubco.com every day for daily updates on events happening in Shelton, Gibbon, and Wood River. Why wait till Thursday for your local news updates? Subscribe to one of the weekly newspapers and go to clipperpubco.com for daily updates. You've made a smart choice. Glenwood meets your home and business technology needs with an array of phone, internet, direct TV, or cable packages. Whether you want to keep up with your family or your online gaming competition, we've got the speed you need. At Glenwood, all our services are backed by a tech-savvy local team of customer service professionals. Learn more online at shopglenwood.net or speak with one of our service representatives at 402-756-3131. Glenwood, now with a local Hastings office. The Breeze 94.5. Back here in Gibbon, Brandon Peoples, Caleb Henry. And nice to see uh, Jose Loza able to come out the field on his own power. Limping just a little bit. And a fresh set of downs here for St. Cecilia at the Gibbon 32. Schmidt on the quarterback keeper will be uh, brought down after a short gain out of the shotgun. Being up second and eight. Looked like he wanted to run that a little bit more direct off tackle, but there there was nowhere to go, so he tried to bounce it out to the edge and was really eaten up right away. Not a whole lot of room to run once they make a decision on where to go. Gibbon doing a really, really good job so far this game with their pursuit. There come the Blue Hawks on second and eight. Cass Howell out here on the near side. Chris White in the slot. And we're in our first timeout of the ball game. Called by the Blue Hawks. 9.23 left in the second quarter. St. Cecilia and Gibbon knotted up at seven apiece. We're back after this on The Breeze. The spirit of success. You see it all over town. People who take pride in giving their best. At the Exchange Bank of Gibbon, we understand what it takes to succeed. That's why we are there for you every day. Making your life better and our community stronger. All while striving for your success. Helping you develop and grow. That's the goal of the Exchange Bank of Gibbon. Banking made simple. See the professional staff of the Exchange Bank of Gibbon today. Member FDIC and Equal Housing Lender. The Breeze 94.5. Back here in Gibbon as we come out of the timeout. Second and eight for the Blue Hawks at the Gibbon 30-yard line. Again, they'll have Howell out here on the near side and White in the slot for St. Cecilia. A couple of receivers out up top as well. Actually, one receiver. And they'll send a man in motion. That's Farmer. It's a reverse play coming up here, and it's going to go to Chris White. White going to be pushed back after he runs out here to the near sideline. Pushed back about five yards. 
I think he was trying to reverse his field. Didn't have a lot of room to run once he got over to the right. Tried to bounce it back just a little bit. Ended up losing about five more yards from... He had gotten back just to the line of scrimmage, but ends up being a big, big loss there. So that's now at the Gibbon 35-yard line. Third down and 14 coming for the Blue Hawks. And this time they'll go spread it out with four wide. I should say three wide. Ends are in tight. And now Schmidt going with the play-action pass over to the right side. It's going to be hauled in. Touchdown. Caught by Hunter Stewart. It's a 35-yard touchdown catch on third and 14. And, uh, wow, Grant Schmidt put that one right on the money. Yeah, that was great, great ball thrown out there. And that was a play that they ran on a third and long in the first quarter with with uh, running out towards the sideline and just happened to get open right on the edge. Cornerback fell down. I couldn't see if there was any contact out there, but six more points for the Blue Hawks. Hunter Stewart making the catch. Now I'll try to ask Grant Schmidt to tack on the extra point, and he does. It is now 14-7 in favor of the Blue Hawks. 8.32 left in the second quarter. You're listening to High School Football on the Breeze. Gary Michaels is celebrating their 33-year anniversary in Hastings and three-year anniversary in Kearney. Come celebrate with huge savings. Buy any two items at regular price. Get the third of equal or less absolutely free. Do not miss this sale. Whether buying for yourself to update your fall wardrobe or to get some early Christmas shopping done. Buy two mix and match from men's and ladies, excluding Brighton, and receive one free. Shop Gary Michaels in downtown Hastings and Kearney. Open late Thursday and on Saturday until 4. The Breeze 94.5. How about the Blue Hawks? After their opening drive fumble, they come back on their next two drives and really instill their will against Gibbon here and now lead 14 to 7. And not only instill their will, but did a little bit through the air, and that's something where they're going to use that ground game the rest of the way to set up a few plays over the top. Great, great throw by Schmidt. And now Schmidt will kick things off for the Blue Hawks. And it'll be hauled in at the about the 10-yard line. It'll be brought out here to the near side. And the ball carrier that time, Franny Lopez, tackled at about the 30. I'm trying to see where he's at, about the 34-yard line. A 35 is where they'll spot it. So fresh, uh, that is where they'll start the drive here. First down and 10 at the 35. And they're going to line it up three, actually four wide. Tracy, they'll fake the handoff. Anders keeps it. Gets out to the 40, the 45, and then spun around and tackled near the midfield. It's a gain of about 13 yards. Not exceptionally nimble, but once he got out into space, managed to make a couple guys miss and pick up a first down. Great, great start to the drive for the Buffaloes. A running game working well for both teams. Of course, Saints is able to get out the play-action pass, working for them as well. And now pitch out Tracy to the right side and gets through the first line of defenders, gets to the second and almost got a first down because he gains about eight yards on his feet. Did a good job of dragging a couple defenders with him, with him, with him making one guy miss, bouncing off another one and 
really, really close to another first down on back-to-back plays. So it is second down and one at the 43-yard line of St. Cecilia, given moving the football. Out of the shotgun, quarterback Andrus looking to pass. Down on the right sideline, it's going to be batted away. A great defensive play made out there by the defensive back, Grant Farmer. Both of these quarterbacks don't pass a whole lot, but they put the ball on the money. That one just in and out of the defender or in and out of the receiver's hands. That could have been a ball where they have possession inside the 10. So third and one at the 44-yard line. Again, spreading things out, but the give will go to actually the quarterback keeps it. They fake the handoff to Tracy, and Andrus goes out to the right side and plows forward for about 14 yards. Big first down play there on third and one. Whether that was just a little misdirection or a, a called play or a read up there, that was a great, great read by Andrus to get up for a first down and can keep the drive alive. So a fresh set of downs for Gibbon as it's right about the 7-17 mark here in the second quarter. 14-7, St. Cecilia leads it. Pitch out to Tracy here on the near side. Gets through a hole and gets tackled at about the 20-yard line. Gain of nine. Spotted actually at the 21, so it's actually officially a gain of eight. Second down and three. From the 21. Anderson, the shotgun. We'll hand it off on the read there and it'll be brought down about the 21 yard line. I'm not sure if the ball came out or not given either way he comes up with it. Officially a one yard loss on the play. Third down and three coming up. And now passing play coming up here. And it's going to be hauled in. Uh, the wide key able to haul it in there on the third down play. And how about that? Another third down conversion for the Buffaloes. It's a gain of five yards. Actually, a gain of seven yards. And a quick moving first half. We're now inside six minutes to play here in the half. First and ten coming up. They'll send Tracy in motion. He'll go out wide. And the quarterback, Andrus, is going to throw it out to the right side. A wide receiver screen pass there. And I'm not sure who hauled that in. Let's see. Can't see the number. Stro- Devin Stroh, the one to haul that in. That's not something I was I was certain we'd see after getting through that first quarter. Passes on back-to-back plays. Yeah, no kidding. Second down and nine coming up. And now we're going to get our first timeout call by Gibbon. Come to the 5-17 mark here of the second quarter. Right now, St. Cecilia leading 14-7. We'll step away. Come back with more after this. 
Insurance Plus Financial Services wants you to compare your homeowners and auto insurance. Insurance Plus is an allied insurance agent. Allied, a nationwide company on your side. Let them compare and make sure you're not paying too much and also that your coverage is adequate. It's a simple process that could save you some money. With Allied Insurance Plus, you'll know that should something happen, you're covered. Allied, a nationwide company on your side and Insurance Plus providing sound, trusted coverage. Insurance Plus Financial Services in Fairfield and 715 South Burlington and Hastings. Call 461-4465. The Breeze, 94.5. I invite you to stay tuned. Come up at halftime. We'll bring you the Allen Superstore Halftime Report and bring you some scores around the area as well. Right now, though, 5.17 left to play in the first half, and given driving, they're at the St. Cecilia 15-yard line. They're trailing 14-7. Gibbon struck first, but St. Cecilia has scored the last 14 points. On the line up here, three wide. And the handoff goes to Tracy again to the right side, and he's going to get lit up in the backfield. And I believe this is going to be a loss, a loss of about a yard and a half there. Third down and a short 10 yards coming up. So they have now at the St. Cecilia 16-yard line coming up. They've converted their last couple third downs. Let's see if they can get this one a little bit longer. Look at the throw is Andrus looking left, makes, and now goes out. And it's going to be almost hauled in, but there's going to be a pass interference called here on St. Cecilia. It was intended for Adam Hyde. And uh, there's no doubt that it was they were right in front of the officials there and both them through flags, one out of the end zone, one here on the near sideline. So it is going to be a first down coming up here for Gibbon after the pass interference call. And I'll get it. I'll check that. It's uh, still third. It's going to be third down. It's a uh, Third down and two. Now pick out to Tracy. Left side gets the hole. Diving forward. Still on his feet. And is he in? Is he in? No, he's going to be just shy of the goal line. Just shy of the goal line. But they'll get four plays at it. That'll bring up a first down for him. Right about the one-yard line here. Andrus in the shotgun. Tracy is standing right behind him. And this time it's a fake read. Andrus goes forward. And he's into the end zone. Touchdown, Buffaloes. Little miscommunication there. Andrus turned to his right, and Tracy went left. They may have been calling a, a designed fake there anyway, but Andrus managed to scamper in for the one-yard touchdown. So, given... Answers with another touchdown, trying to tie things up here. Escondon on for the extra point. And kick is up. And he got it. No, he didn't get it. Are you serious? Looks like it may have just sailed a little bit to the right. Looks like he didn't hit it 
quite true. It was good on the distance, but looked like it may have just sailed just a little bit right. So it's going to remain 14-13 to 13 on the scoreboard. St. Cecilia holding on to a one-point lead, and the kickoff is coming up here in just a moment. We, uh, while we have a chance, let's take a look at some scores on the Furniture Direct scoreboard. Well, starting up here in Class A, Grand Island is in the second quarter, leading Lincoln Southeast 10 to. Six Grand Island already in the playoffs. Just looking at what seeding they can get. Carney also in the second quarter, leading 14 to three over Omaha Benson on 12:30 KHAS. Tied in the second quarter, Hastings and Holdridge on ESPN 14:60 and 15:50. Carney Catholic up 23 nothing in the second quarter, and on Classic Hits 98.9, Heartland is up on Kennesaw 20 to six in the second quarter. All right, and we remind you that. We deliver the score. Furniture Direct delivers to your door. Get free local delivery setup and removal on any Beautyrest mattress purchase. And we'll come back here, St. Cecilia. Zach Glass returns back to the 30-yard line. Again, get more than what you expect when you shop Furniture Direct just south of Sonic and Hastings and at FurnitureDirectHastings.net. So St. Cecilia taking over here. At their own 31-yard line after the return by uh, by uh, Grant Schmidt. There's 4:12 left to play here in the opening half of this one. Blocks leading 14 to 13. The way both of these teams are running the ball, 4:12, Given might not get the ball back the rest of this half. They'll line up Schmidt out of the gun, and uh, this time. It's going to go out to Glass, out the left side, off the sweep. It's close to the 34-yard line. It's going to be a gain of about three. Second down and seven coming up. St. Cecilia definitely in no hurry getting to the huddle, getting the play call in, and they might run this all the way down the rest of the second quarter. I'll send Cass Howell, Chris White out here on the near side. White, is, he's going to be the slot man. And now we'll send Zach Glass out wide. It is going to be a screen pass out to the right. Glass is going to be tackled at about the 36-yard line, 37 perhaps. Brings up a third down and about five. Gibbon wasn't fooled at all by that. Running a little bit of direction and getting Glass out into the flat, but there were plenty of Buffalo defenders who, who read that right away. They know Glass is the workhorse right now in this ballgame. Clock is ticked down about the three-minute mark here. Schmidt in the shotgun. We have uh, Glass right beside him, and Glass will take it. Going out to the right side, gets to about the 42-yard line, and he's got enough for the first down. So I keep the chains moving. The chains and the clock, and even if the first couple plays just go for two yards and two yards, pick it up on third down, and St. Cecilia's back on schedule. Got it at the Gibbon, or actually at their own 43-yard line. They'll send Chris White out up top. Cass Howell and Grant Farmer here on the near side. Now Farmer, the motion man. And it'll be a fake handoff. They'll go over to the middle. Intended for White on the pass there, but it's incomplete. Just a little overthrown by Grant Schmidt. Looked like that time 
White decided to, to run a, a post instead of a flag, so he was coming back across the middle of the field. Schmidt just sailed that one towards the sideline a little bit more. Maybe miscommunication on the way they read the, the corner, or maybe they had a, a route called a little bit different, but managed to get wide open, and they, they keep calling these long pass plays, getting some receivers open. That might be something they look to do a little bit more as the game goes on. Now, again, they'll send Farmer in motion this time. He'll get the handoff on the jet sweep. And he's going to be tackled shy of the line of scrimmage. He'll actually lose a yard here. It'll be third down and 11 coming up. Good pursuit by the defense that time. On a lot of these jet sweeps right now, Gibbon not being fooled, managed to get there. Great pursuit, as you said, getting to the edge. And St. Cecilia doing well when they get some misdirection and run something more on the interior and then try to break it out wide or some passes over the edge. But so far, these jet sweeps, not nothing doing for the Blue Hawks. Big third down play coming up, third and 11 for the Blue Hawks. Schmidt out of the gun, and we're going to get a timeout called here by Gibbon. They saw something they didn't like, so they're going to call a timeout here at the 151 mark of the second quarter. 14-13, St. Cecilia leads it back after this on the breeze. Farming is a way of life here. It always has been and always will be. Today's farmers have a feel for the land. That shows in the harvest. They team up with Clevenger Farm Products to deliver their fuels and help save valuable time. Locally owned and operated, so the people behind the counter are the people you've known for years. People you can rely on. Whether you need fuels delivered or you get your fuel right there 24-7, pay at the pump in Gibbon and Kearney. For everyone who's nurturing the land, Clevenger Farm Products, proud to support the area athletes. The Breeze 94.5. Don't forget this game also streaming online and on the mobile app. You can catch it at PlatteRiverPreps.com. Well, of course, we got all the scoreboard, uh, all the scores from around the area on our scoreboard there on PlatteRiverPreps.com as well. And now it's third and 11 for the Blue Hawks as they try to keep it alive here, given trying to get the ball back. A minute 51 left here in the first half. Grant Schmidt going to drop back to pass over the middle. He's going to be caught out there and hauled in by Grant Farmer, who's wrapped up immediately after he catches the ball at the 43-yard line of Gibbon. That was a really, really good ball. Farmer just went across the middle, sat down in front of the defensive back, and what a strike thrown there. Really, really good ball. for Both of these quarterbacks are throwing really, really good, good footballs out to their receivers, and that was a big third-down pickup. That's about a gain of 14 yards, maybe 15. Grant Schmidt, uh, kind of a seasoned veteran here for these Blue Hawks, and looks good out there throwing the football. First and 10 coming up, and now it's going to be a halfback option pass, and catching the ball is uh, actually uh, Hunter Stewart goes out there and hauls it in. They caught the defense fast asleep. The throw goes from Farmer to Stewart. It goes 40 yards for the touchdown pass. St. Cecilia bring out the bag of tricks. Definitely something that they probably called over that timeout, get a chance to set something up, say, hey, we're running this out of the first down, and then as soon as we get that first down, let's go ahead and call this trick play, and it worked out for St. Cecilia. And Alan Grant Schmidt to tack on the extra point and does. And it's now 21 to 13 after that 40-yard touchdown pass, not thrown by their quarterback, but from their 
from their Beck Grant Farmer hooking up with Hunter Stewart. We'll take a break, come back with the kickoff after this. I'm Dana. And I'm Connie. And And we're we're New View Real Estate. New View Real Estate is so much more than just an ordinary real estate company. What's the difference between New View Real Estate and a traditional realtor? We are full service for less. We can sell your home for $29.95 plus 3%, keeping more money in your pocket. And we can also find you the home of your dreams. Our family team spirit makes it all about you and your needs. Contact us today or online at newviewofhastings.com. The Breeze, 94.5. I'll say to tell you, like they did in the end of the first quarter, tacks on an extra touchdown here. They got a minute 20 left here in the first half. They lead it by 8, 21-13. And now Schmidt will kick it deep. Actually, not, not that deep. It's going to be scooped up by one of the upbacks. Big number 16 there, Devin Stroh. And he brings it out near the 40-yard line. So about a minute 16 now remaining for the Buffaloes here. Still plenty of time. And uh, the way they've moved the football, that could go in a hurry, though. A little over a minute, and they do have one timeout left. Definitely big playability still. I'll go with a four-receiver set here. Looks like St. Cecilia might be showing blitz. Now they back off. And the pass coming from Andrus out to the right side. It's hauled in by Stroh and then dropped. Is that a live football? No, it's going to be incomplete. Like maybe he had it for one, two seconds. It's a little difficulty reeling it in. Bobbled it a little bit, and then the defender brought the hit to knock it loose. Defin- a little bit of a break for Gibbon had that ball been reeled in and then a turnover. That's scoring position for the Blue Hawks. So second down and 10 from their own 39-yard line. They'll go with three wide out to the right. And Andrus looking to throw. Caught out in the flat this time. Stroh hauls it in. Stays on his feet and dances around to the 45-yard line. It's a gain of about six. And you wonder if maybe Gibbon might call a timeout here. Clock is ticking away. Not going to burn it just yet. Passing the ball, but still conservative, getting a, some a couple short passes to start. Might have been a little moving up. Her ball on the ground, and it's going to be reeled in by St. Cecilia. It's a turnover. Maybe uh, just trying to go a little too quickly here was given, and was, was not snapped cleanly and then not pitched very well by the quarterback. Yeah, definitely trying to get people going. A little bit of confusion on where that ball was going to go. Looks like he didn't quite catch the snap cleanly before he went to pitch it and now Blue Hawks with 39 seconds to go with a chance to put on a little bit more to their eight point lead yeah it's going to be scoring a big scoring opportunity perhaps for St. Cecilia at the Gibbon 38 and no doubt they go to the air here they'll send a man in motion that's Farmer and uh, he'll actually carry the ball on the sweep getting out to the left side crosses the 35 and I think he Got very close to the side. I'm not sure if he got out. The clock does stop. Uh, 31 seconds remaining here. It'll be second down and about two. We got a penalty on the Blue Hawks. It's going to be a holding penalty, so wipe that away, and it'll be first 
And uh, 15 coming up. Or might this be a 10-yard penalty? Yeah. Back him up to the 49-yard line here on this play. So it's a first and 20 coming up for the Blue Hawks. A little more difficult to manage here. They'll uh, now go with the handoff to uh, Zach Glass, and that was not a very pretty play. They only get a couple yards out of that one. Not sure if that was designed that way. It didn't look very clean. Looked like a little miscommunication on where anyone, what their assignments were after the snap on that play, and only 20 seconds left, and long, long second down. Yeah, since Cecilia calls a timeout. Don't forget, we've got uh, Husker football coming your way tomorrow. Huskers and Purdue right here on the breeze, 94.5. Kickoff, what time? I believe kickoff is at 2.30, but that does move the... It, I think we have some storm hockey that'll bounce over to classic hits. Okay. The uh, second down coming up here for the Blue Hawks. And leading 21-13 here and 19 seconds remaining in the first half. A very clean first half by both teams. Not a lot of penalties. And they both have run the football extremely well. Saints and Soviet passing well as well. Yeah, big opportunity here. Last time they had the ball in about this spot, they went for 40 yards down the field, scored a touchdown. They got 48 yards to go here for pay dirt. Grant Schmidt looking all kinds of time. Now we'll uh, lower the shoulder and try to get to the outside. Not going to be anywhere to run. But uh, St. Cecilia has one more timeout, and they will burn it right here with 11 seconds remaining. A big third down coming up. That one there is a coverage sack. All kinds of time to get to throw the ball, but that prevent defense by Gibbon not giving anyone any kinds of room downfield. And I misspoke. Storm are actually off this week, Brandon, so nothing on classic hits and for hockey this week. That I know whenever the Huskers are playing on the breeze, you can bounce that Storm game on over to classic hit 98-9. So a big third down coming up here for St. Cecilia. And they're looking to finish their season above 500. They are 4-4 four and four coming into this week. Gibbon just trying to end their season on a high note. They come in at 2-6. and six. St. Cecilia had the ball to start this half, so trying to put some points on the board before they have to kick it off anyway to come out in the third quarter. Again, they'll send man in motion, and this time it's glass. Grant Schmidt being rushed, had to get rid of it, and uh, it's incomplete. And it'll bring up fourth down and 20 coming up here, and St. Cecilia will punt it away with six seconds remaining. Imagine they'll probably just try to boot this up high and make it not returnable. Maybe have their, their punter run around for a couple seconds, make sure he can burn some clock before kicking it away to end the half. and We'll see what they come up with. Jason Andrus is back deep to receive the kick. And uh, it's going to go out of bounds inside the uh, 20-yard line. 1.4 seconds showing on the clock, so Gibbon will have one final opportunity here, but they probably just take an E, I imagine. Never know with this team. They, they like to roll the dice sometimes. 
in the Allen Superstore halftime show coming your way in just a few minutes here on the Breeze 94.5. We'll update you on all the stats. Plus, we'll hear from Hastings College head coach coming up with Mike Will. Tony Harper is who that is, of course. Now run one final play here. Does Gibbon to Tracy out to the far side, and he gets tackled around the 32-yard line, a gain of 12, and that is halftime. Our score at halftime, St. Cecilia 21, Gibbon 13. We'll come back with the Allen Superstore Halftime Show right after this. Whether you're talking sports or farming, one thing is the same. You need power. Think Husker Power products for propane, natural gas, and diesel irrigation engines customized to your needs. When you require irrigation power, parts, or timely service, think Husker Power products. Your provider of GM-powered natural gas and LP high-efficiency irrigation engines and fuel-efficient Isuzu diesel engines. Call 402-463-1531 for Husker Power products of Hastings. Your full-service irrigation engine headquarters. Now, also located in Sutton. The Breeze 94.5. Check this week's specials in your local paper or online at allensuperstore.com. Allens, the You Get More Superstore, a second street in Hastings. Our halftime score here, St. Cecilia 21, Gibbon 13, and Caleb Henry has the first half numbers. Right now, St. Cecilia up on the scoreboard and up on the total offense as well, outgaining Gibbon 227 to 156, despite having four fewer plays in that first half. And the big, big difference so far is the passing 123 yards through the air for the Blue Hawks, and those came on a just a couple of plays, throwing it up and then a halfback pass, and that, that can really help out on when you get 40 yards on one shot and then the passing for Gibbon oh, oops, I think we came unplugged and the passing for Gibbon just 13 yards so far through that first half mostly a lot of plays out into the flats but rushing Gibbon out gaining the Blue Hawks 143 to 104 when you go down look at some of the individual stats for St. Cecilia only one pass for Grant Farmer, but it went for 40 yards, 83 yards through the air for Grant Schmidt. Like we said, Jason Andrist, three for seven right now, 13 yards. Rushing for St. Cecilia, Zach Glass, 11 runs, 56 yards. Three runs for Grant Schmidt for 30 yards. Cass Howell had one rush for 20 yards. And for Gibbon, as we said, Jacob Tracy, definitely the workhorse. 17 attempts, 88 yards, eight rushes for Jason Andrews for 59 yards. And so far through that first half, definite time of possession advantage for St. Cecilia, despite having just a few less plays. And that helps out when they had a 16-play, a 16, 16-minute uh, 16 drive when they first scored. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> uh, St. Cecilia, of course, came out. They had the first possession of the game here, fumbled it away on their first drive. And that's when Gibbon got to take over. They took it 16 plays down the field on that six-minute drive to score. On a one-yard touchdown run by Jacob Trace, that put Gibbon up 7 to nothing with 3.38 left in the first quarter. Then on the very next drive, St. Cecilia gets it back. They go down the field and get a 20-yard touchdown run by Cass Howell and tie the ball game up at 7 apiece just before the end of the first quarter. Gibbon uh, would stall on their next drive. St. Cecilia coming back. 
And uh, we'll get a 35-yard touchdown pass from their quarterback, Grant Schmidt, to Hunter Stewart. Go down the sideline. 14-7 was our score at the 8:32 mark of the second quarter. Blue Hawks had the lead. And then Gibbon came back, answered with a one-yard score by Jason Andrus on the quarterback sneak. An extra point was missed. And so they still trailed 14-13 to after that. And just before halftime, getting a little trickery here. St. Cecilia with the halfback option pass. Grant Farmer down to Hunter Stewart. 40 yards for the bomb. They tack on the extra point, and they have the eight-point lead here, 21-13 over the Buffaloes. Pretty clean first half, Caleb. Yeah, clean first half. Both both teams have been penalized. Uh, St. Cecilia has been penalized-wise for 25 yards and just one five-yard penalty for Gibbon. So very, very clean, very, very smooth first half. Both teams liking to run the ball and put it up in the air on, on plays where they need to, particularly third and longs or halfback pass at the end of the half, which is something you you might not see called earlier in, in a quarter or a half if time's not running down, but both teams like to stick to their guns. They've got Glass and Tracy getting a lot, a lot of carries through that first half workhorses for both teams, and I expect we'll see a lot of the same in the second half. Absolutely. And uh, I want to remind you that uh, Hastings College has a big game coming up tomorrow which you can hear, of course, on our sister station, 1230 KJS. And what we like to do is hear from Tony Harper, head coach of the Hastings College. Mike Will had a chance to speak with him. And we'll do that coming up next here on the Allen Superstore Halftime Show right after this quick timeout. We're the Welcome to the Tice Auto Care Halftime Show here tonight as we get you set for Hastings College football tomorrow. The Broncos will be on this field tomorrow afternoon facing the Dort Defenders. We'll spend a couple of minutes with Hastings head coach Tony Harper. And coach, uh, people say, wow, Dort's coming in. Hastings should pick up a win. That's that's not the case this year. No, this is a completely different team. This is a completely different mindset. Coach Pinner's done a heck of a job up there. And you can just see him on film on their sidelines and how they play and how they compete. You look at the scores. They should have beat some teams. They put, they're putting up yards. They're putting up points. So it, this is this is going to be an extremely tough game. Dort's got three wins already this season. They kind of topped out at two during their, their program history there. So uh, Dort is uh, maybe on historic proportions here today. You know, it's very tough when, when you compete against a team that believes regardless of who they're playing they're going to compete 60 minute and we got to be able to go past that energy level and have our own expectations but he's done a great job and and they're they, they've got that thing turned around or they're on the track to get that thing turned around and once again this conference is getting tougher and tougher Hastings uh lost last week to Doan we've lost four in a row but it's not like we have played terribly for four games the last two are games that we should have won yeah well you know could have won could have won and, and I appreciate you saying I mean I, I agree 100 percent with that and I'll never set in here or or in the office and say, man, we should have won this, we should have done blah blah blah. But on the flip side, when you go get when you get momentum just basically ripped out of your heart like we did two weeks ago against Midland, 
and then we go down and, and our guys are able to forget about it and learn from it and grow from it. And then you play up to this point the best team that we played all year in Dome. Um, and you go into their place for their homecoming and compete like we did. It was a good football game. And, and we got to be able to learn from that and grow from that. Hastings losing 27-19 to last week to Dome. But again, it was a four-quarter game. We took it right down to the end. Had a chance maybe to make some noise at the end. That was perhaps the best game we've played all season. I would say I would agree 100% with you on that in all three phases, all four quarters, and that was probably one of the best games we've played in in, in a couple of years here, to be, from my opinion. Um, you know, I don't know, last year against Nebraska West in the last game of the year, that was a pretty complete game. But those two games right there, you know, we were able to do some things. But the thing is, too many missed opportunities we got to be the aggressor. You know, you look at a Morningside, you look at a Northwestern, you look at a Doan. When they're presented with, with closing the door shut or creating an opportunity or getting a turnover or whatever it may be, they seize the moment, and we got to be able to do that. The biggest thing you could watch last week was just the, the defense playing with a lot more emotion. They came with a, Their motors were running last week. They were. Coach Mandelko, Coach Hinchy, and Coach Allen's done a great job with those guys. Um, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give a lot of credit to the players as well, you know, because they're still buying in. They're still working hard. Um, you know, I got caught into and I did a poor job there early in the season where, you know, we want to put all this stuff in. Well, I know it because we put it on the board or different things like that. But it, it's not about what the coach knows. It's about what the players know and how they can execute it. So the guys have done a great job of embracing it. And we just have to keep playing with that fire because it's been a while since we've had that energy. You know, it's been a few years, but I think the guys are starting to get it. But we can't rest. We got to continue to push forward. Is that energy hard to uh, duplicate now from week to week? You know, not with this crew. I'll be honest with you, not with this crew. We got some pretty good upper-class leadership in, in Kelly McBride, um, Knessa EO, Darren Colquitt. We got some older guys in Justin Stagmeyer that understand, hey, we this is my last go-around, but we got some good young kids. Austin Bredding is a sophomore. Nathan Howe is a sophomore. Kendall Oberheide is a freshman. Tyler Kennedy is a freshman. We got some young guys that are feeding off our older guys, but we can't. We can't rest on it. We haven't accomplished nothing. I don't care if we're three and four, four and three, or seven and zero. We have not accomplished anything. But the guys understand that, and they are working hard to get better. Hastings in uh, Dort tomorrow again. The defenders they bring a. We don't know what it is offensively. Off, <laughs> option style of offense, uh, Veer offense. Uh, you guys have been uh, burning the midnight oil this week. Hey, it's option offense. It's And Coach Mandelko and I have argued all week about this. I go, this is American football right here. <laughs> we are running the option. And it's a great offense when you're not having to prepare for it. Okay, I love watching it on TV or watching somebody else defend it. But they, they do a great job with it. And, and the thing that makes them a little bit different is they're in the pistol and they're a dotted eye formation behind that. So there's there's no keys. There's no checks that we can do with motion and things like that. And I tell you what, they are extremely well coached and they execute every single time. You're going to see one of the the best runners in the nation uh, statistically in the in the ball game tomorrow. That's uh, going to be a tough guy to stop up there. He is, and, and you're going to throw out some numbers. Um, and and uh, I really respect what you do with those numbers. But the thing with him, and you can see it, he's a downhill runner like Nate Meyer. He's not going to wiggle waggle with you. He's not going to get to the edge. He's going to get his fit, and he's going to go north and south right now. He broke off. 60, 70-yard touchdown run against Northwestern, which is generally one of the best rush defenses in the league. So he's a tough, tough football runner. Um, and they got a quarterback that can that can operate in this offense pretty well, too. Yeah, this is a team that rushed for over 300 yards against Northwestern last week. Northwestern on the season has been giving up 87. So and that's how potent this rushing attack is. His name, by the way, is Bryce Litka. 
You'll hear a, little, a lot about him tomorrow. they got a Blue Hill boy in the, the backfield as well as a Keith and Drury. You know, again, he, he's a tough runner, and that's just you have to have tough physical runners when you play this type of offense. And I know, you know, obviously I know Coach Porter extremely well. He won a lot of games down there at Blue Hill. He's a heck of a football coach, and he's instilled that toughness in him. Um, and he went up there because of the degree and everything like that, which I highly respect that. But he's a tough, hard-nosed runner again, and he's not going to wiggle-waggle you. He's going to hold on to the football, and he's always falling forward. Defensively, they've, they've given up some yards. They've given up some points, but they're, they're pretty tough over there too. They are, and where they're tough at is interior. You know, which is, is, is tough because we're not exactly the biggest offensive line. You know, I think our offensive line has, has exceeded expectations, to be quite honest with you, this year. If you look at what we're doing, rushing the football and some different things like that throughout this entire season. But their two interior guys are big physical guys. They'll line them up at linebacker and just let them tee off on guys, too. So they do a good job of hiding and moving around their good football players. Their outside linebackers are form fit guys. They will bring some pressure off the edges and do things like that. So we got to make sure we keep our eye up and identify. And once we get to our man, we got to be physical at the point of attack. All right, how do we win this thing tomorrow? Well, number one, special teams is going to play a major, major key in it because they're going to hold on to that football on the offensive side of the football. Um, that is, unless we let them run off 80-yard touchdown runs like we have a couple times. But special teams is going to be huge. we got to be able to get points when we're the one that's kicking the field goal or the PAT or different things like that. we got to be able to flip the field position. we got to get big returns and kickoff return and punt return. So we got to be able to flip that field and, and kind of just make it a short field for our offense. Defensively, we can't get caught looking around and looking at the sky and all this other stuff. We've got to focus and do our job. And I know coaches love to say they've got to execute and do this and do that. But at the end of the day, we've got we to gotta understand our fits and we've got to tackle. We've been doing that better, but we cannot have no slip-ups. We cannot have no missed tackles. We've got to do our jobs defensively. And offensively, we've got to get positive yards. And every time that we have that ball, we have to get points out of it, whether it's a field goal or whether it's a touchdown, preferably a touchdown. We have to get points because their offense is going to chew that clock up. Okay, we'll see you tomorrow. Thank you. Kickoff tomorrow will be at 1. We'll be on there with a pregame show at 12 o'clock noon here on 1230 KHAS. Physical Therapy and Sports Rehab of Hastings is the trusted name in sports injury management. The staff of PTSR provides up-to-date and efficient care of sports-related injuries, returning athletes quickly and safely back to the playing field. PTSR offers free evaluation of sports-related injuries to all area athletes during convenient 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. hours, Monday through Friday. Call 402-462-8824. Remember, Physical Therapy and Sports Rehab of Hastings for all your physical or occupational therapy needs. Ravenna Sanitation provides the perfect solution for any solid containment requirement. From the old shingles off your roof to a remodeled job, Ravenna Sanitation delivers a roll-off box to your house or side of the project. You fill it up and they pick it up. No more making several trips back and forth to the dump. Rely on Ravenna Sanitation to take care of it for you. Ravenna Sanitation is the quality, dependable trash hauling service you've been looking for. Ravenna Sanitation, serving all of Buffalo County. The Breeze, 94.5. Allen Superstore Halftime Show, our halftime score in Gibbon. It is St. Cecilia leading 21-13, to 13, and we'll go ahead and take a look at the Furniture Direct scoreboard here and pass along some other scores from around the area. Start in eight-man football. Well, right now over on Classic Hits 98-9, a good one out in Kennesaw. Heartland leading there uh, 28-20. to 20 right now. Meanwhile, Elm Creek in the second quarter has a lead at South Loop. They're leading 16-10. to 10. Over in Class D2, eight-man football action. Exeter Milligan leading Meade 
in the second quarter, 28-8. Loomis shutting out Wallace here at halftime, 38-0. Sumner-Eddyville-Miller with a 12-10 lead over Central Valley at the half. And Giltner leading Axtell by a score of 21-8. That game is in the second quarter. Other C2 scores to pass along to you. St. Paul leading Central City 13-0. Centennial is uh, leading Sutton 7-0 in the first quarter. That's our last score update there. Wilbur Claytonia on their way to an undefeated season. They are leading Freeman at the halftime, at halftime 42-0. And Arcadia Loop City with a 13-0 score over Fillmore Central at the half. Moving on to Class C1. Over on 1460 KXPN tonight, Carney Catholic is uh, taking it to Broken Bow tonight. 37-0 is the score at halftime. Columbus Lakeview shutting out Ord at the half, 17-0. Fairbury leading Milford-Dorchester by a score of 14-13 at the break. And uh, Kozad is leading Gordon-Rushville 22-0 in the third quarter as they play out there. Adam Central, meanwhile, on their final home game of the year, they are trailing... Columbus Scotus by a score of 21 to 7. Class B scores to pass along Hastings High and Holdridge. That game over on KHAS tonight. And uh, that is a tie ball game right now. The Tigers and the Dusters tied at 14 at the break. York leading Grand Island Northwest in a good one at halftime, 28 21. Aurora leading Seward 20 to nothing at the half. And McCook leading Lexington 28 nothing at the half. And a couple of Class A scores to pass along. Lincoln Southeast is leading Grand Island, 13-10 to 10 at the half. And Kearney all over Omaha Benson at halftime, 31-10. to 10. So that's a look at your scoreboard update. You can also find that at PlatteRiverPreps.com. We do have um, a couple of six-man scores also. Harvard, uh, they defeated McPherson County today, 78-42. to 42. And they're at the half in Silver Lake. And Silver Lake leading Elwood, 62 to 18. Yes, that's right. 62 points in the first half for Silver Lake. That's pretty unbelievable. Even at the six-man level, that's pretty unbelievable. Again, halftime here. A little extended halftime for the Gibbon Buffaloes here on senior night as uh, a lot of these players have their families out here tonight and uh, being recognized on the field. Great moment for all these players. A lot of these football players playing their last games of their careers. Some of them will go on to play college ball, but for a lot of them, this will be it. And uh, certainly going to be a special night for them to remember uh, for the rest of their lives here. Well, I'll tell you about uh, what's coming up on our Platte River Radio group of stations over the next few days. Of course, right here on the Breeze 94.5, we are your home for Husker football. And the Huskers are taking on the Purdue Boilermakers tomorrow. The Huskers look to keep their strong start the season and go 7-0. And they'll be hosting the Boilermakers tomorrow. Kickoff from Memorial Stadium, I believe, is set for 2.30. And, uh, yes, 2.30 kickoff from Memorial Stadium. 9.30 pregame show right here on the Breeze. Of course, uh, tomorrow morning over on KHAS, you can catch Ed Littler with the Mary Lanning Open House on Sports at Mary Lanning's Physical, Occupational, and Speech Therapy Clinic. That comes your way at 10 o'clock tomorrow on 1230 KHAS. And, of course, Hastings College will host uh, Dort College at noon tomorrow over on KHAS. And, of course, we've got college football on ESPN tomorrow. Texas A&M at Alabama at 2. And Ohio State, Penn State at 6.30. 
Those, uh, you just got to tune the dial to 1460 and 1550, our ESPN radio superstation. And then a big Sunday of football here coming up on uh, ESPN superstation as well. New Orleans is at Kansas City. New England at Pittsburgh. And then... For now. For now, Seattle at Arizona. Uh, that's the nightcap, unless there's a Game 7 of the NLCS. Yep, if that uh, National League Championship Series, we get Cubs fans sweating it out for another night if they don't decide to clinch a, a World Series berth tomorrow. I think we're going to go ahead and try to air that Game 7 Cubs-Dodgers on Sunday. So that would be... It's going to be quite the, the fun World Series, regardless of who gets in, whether it's the Cubs or the Dodgers, because somebody's going to win their first World Series in, a, in a quite a long time. Oh, definitely. There's, there's storylines all over. And Personally, I, I'm one of those people who wanted to see Charlie Sheen come back as Vaughn and yeah. maybe throw out the first pitch. I know that's been nixed already, but a lot, a lot of good storylines, whether it's Indians-Cubs or Indians-Dodgers, and all these teams are really deserving at this point in the season. Yeah, it could be quite a... Quite a fun world series and of course the world series starts on tuesday and espn superstation is your home for the world series uh from game one to game seven so be interesting to see how that all pans out hard to believe baseball still playing we're gonna play into november possibly so i think we played into november last year too so but uh, here it's high school football of course the playoffs start next week and a lot of these teams are vying for playoff positioning and we'll have the brackets i believe coming out tomorrow morning is that right yeah brackets will come out tomorrow and then between tomorrow and monday we'll figure out what the platte river radio group of stations your coverage is going to have between the espn stations right right here on the breeze 12:30 a.m and of course 98.9 classic hits so we'll get our coverage figured out obviously We'll get a little bit eight-man coverage, and then we'll get some 11-man coverage and take you all the way through the state championship, and we'll have all six state championships coverage for you from Platte River Radio. Yeah, and, you know, this is uh, for a sports director. It's their one of the funnest weekends of the year trying to figure out all the places you could be going, maybe the paths to the uh, Memorial Stadium in uh, mid-November. Oh, and we're underway, aren't we? Huh. I thought we had a little, little more time here. Gibbon uh, gets the kickoff here. My bad. They uh, return the kick back up the sideline here to the 45. We do have a flag on the field. And that's coming back here. A hold called against the Buffaloes. And again, we want to say thanks to our halftime sponsor, Allen Superstore. Check this week's specials in your local paper or online at allensuperstore.com. Allen's the UAM Moore Superstore on West 2nd Street in Hastings. So we begin the first half on a penalty here. It's a big one, too. It's coming all the way back to the 19-yard line as that kickoff return was brought out to about the 40. So Andrist in the shotgun. They'll send a man in motion. That's Wyatt Key. And we already get a flag here called uh, before the play can get off. Just after the play snapped. Might have a legal motion. I'm not sure. Definitely a sloppy start to the the second half. Let's see what the uh, penalty call is. It's on Gibbon. False start called against the Buffaloes. And that penalty is declined. It'll bring up second down. 
Second and 14 coming up from the 15-yard line. They'll spread things out here. Anders with the handoff to Tracy. Actually, it was a fake. The quarterback kept it that time, I I believe. Just to the outside, and doesn't really get a whole lot of running room. It's going to be third and 14. So not a good start here for Gibbon out of halftime. Find themselves in a third down and 14 situation coming up. Anders out of the shotgun, lining his troops up. Send a man in motion. Tracy will get the hand off this time. On the ground, going right through the middle. Plows forward, but doesn't get a whole lot of yardage on that carry. Gets across the 20 to about the 22. That's gate of six. It's fourth and nine coming up here. They'll have to punt. And where both teams only punted once in the first half. A punt here in the first minute and a half of the second half. Grant Schmidt will have a chance to return this kick. Another player back there as well. I think that's Luke Consbrook. And the punt is a, a high punt. Not a lot of distance on it. It's going to take a St. Cecilia bounce inside the 35. And it'll be down at the 37-yard line, 38-yard line. Only a net there of about 16 yards. Well, plenty of hang time on it, just not a lot of not a lot of distance and a big Blue Hawk bounce coming back another five to eight yards. I should say it's at the 34-yard line, not the 38. That's where St. Cecilia takes over here. 10:09 to go, third quarter, leading by eight. I go out of the I formation here. Send the receiver in motion. Glass hits the carry up the right side, has some running room, and dives forward across the 30 to about the 28. It's a gain of six, second and four. Blue Hawks have run the football very efficiently here so far tonight. Glass has gotten a majority of the carries this evening, although Grant Farmer's carried a few times and those two will be standing right beside the quarterback Grant Schmidt now they'll send Farmer out wide snap it, balls on the ground, it was a snap to glass and he's quick to dive back on it actually will fumble it forward so it was a good fumble I suppose if there are such a thing looks like the uh, the line judge was calling incomplete pass, it might may have tossed that one a little bit forward okay. there so even with the ball on the ground, uh, St. Cecilia comes out ahead third and short here. So instead of a pitch then, it was actually a shovel pass. Third down and four. Cass Howell comes out here wide, and they'll have Hunter Stewart in the slot here on the near side. Sending a man in motion. We get a whistle and a flag call. Maybe a delay of game coming up here. It is a delay of game on St. Cecilia. Well, after a pretty clean first half on penalties, both teams coming out here. We've had a lot of yellow on the, on the field so far. 
there were a few senior night activities going on over the halftime, maybe a little bit extended. Both teams trying to get their legs stretched out here, get going in this third quarter. So it's third and nine for the Blue Hawks. Three receiver set, two out here on the left side. Schmidt with a quick pass out right, and it's incomplete. Uh, intended for Zach Glass. Check that. Uh, intended for Miles Furman, the tight end. And bring up fourth down now for St. Cecilia. They've got it at the Gibbon 33, so probably a four-down territory here for them. A punt wouldn't do you a whole lot of good, especially if it goes into the end zone. You'd only net about 13 yards. And Grant Schmidt looking to pass, rolling out to his left. Gets rid of the football in the flat, and it's caught. Caught by Furman out across the 20-yard line to the 18 as he stretches out. It's a gain of 15 yards, first down, Blue Hawks. That's Furman's first grab of the game. What a good time to come up with that one as the drive it stalled, and now they're definitely in a little bit better scoring position. Just looking at Glass's eyes there on the field. He looked like he wanted to maybe hit the uh, the receiver on the sideline there, and Furman was the second option, and he made the big play. Now the handoff goes to Glass up the middle and gets a nice short game. Brings up second down and about nine to go. St. Cecilia is still trying to come out and control the game by controlling the clock, just getting a couple short runs and then picking up big third downs. They come out of the huddle here on second and nine with a two-receiver set. Glass and Farmer standing beside Grant Schmidt and another whistle. This might be a false start. And that is the call here on St. Cecilia, so five-yard penalty. He'll bring up second and 14 when we resume. I think we already have as much uh, penalty yards and Twice as many penalties as we had in the first half, just here with four minutes down in the first in the uh, third quarter. Certainly not something you expected with such a clean first half. So on second and fourteen, they'll send a man in motion. One of the receivers, Schmidt, being hurried, he has to get rid of the football. It's caught out there by Glass. Somehow wrapped it up. On a screen pass, it really was uh, defended well. Actually, it's going to bring up a loss of four. Third down and 18 coming up. I think Grant Schmidt was very lucky to get that pass off. He was being rushed quickly. It was a great play call, but it was sniffed out right away to get past that one fender and definitely going to get a lot of yards. Trips to the right this time. Schmidt going over the middle, intended for Farmer, and it's incomplete. But a, a flag is thrown on the uh, in the Gibbon secondary, and I believe they're going to call pass interference here on Jason Andrist. Might have got a hand in on the jersey. Waiting on to see what they've got to further call. 
And this pass interference. And bring up third down here. And where will they spot this ball at here? Third and nine, I think. And we continue on here. Third down and third down and six, I suppose. Uh, Schmidt, quarterback, gets the uh, carry here and dives forward across the ten, close to the five yard line. And Saint Cecilia knocking on the door here. First and goal coming up. They're at the six yard line of the Buffaloes here. Actually, check that. They're at the five-yard line here. First and goal from the 5 seven, 19 to play here. Third quarter. Blue Hawks looking for the first score of the second half. They'll give it to Schmidt on the quarterback keeper. And he's awfully close, waiting for the signal here. And not in yet. Gets down right to the goal line here. Second and one. St. Cecilia not afraid to run multiple times right up the middle, just trying to punch it in, continuing to run out of that shotgun set on every play. And this time they'll huddle up quarterback under center, trying to do the little quarterback sneak here. and He's into the end zone. Touchdown, Grant Schmidt. So the Blue Hawks extend their lead. And it's now... Momentarily, 27-13. A one-yard scamper by the quarterback here, and they'll try to tack on the extra point. Schmidt with an opportunity to score all seven points here on this play. And that kick was uh, blocked. So not going to happen. That's uh, that's a big extra point miss there because... Of course, Gibbon missed one earlier in the game, so that leaves it a 14-point spread here, 27-13. 6.41 left in the third quarter. St. Cecilia leads it. We're back after this on The Breeze. Keith's Drive-In Drug and Keith's Medical Park Pharmacy always give you the fast, friendly service you've come to expect over the years. From prescription drugs to over-the-counter medications, trust Keith's Drive-In Drug at 5th and Hastings and Keith's Medical Park Pharmacy in Hastings Medical Park. Jackson's Car Corner has built a reputation for high-quality, hand-picked vehicles. Good, clean, low-mileage cars, vans, and pickups. Stop by today and see them at Jackson's Car Corner, 3rd and Colorado in downtown Hastings, where our customers send their friends. The Breeze 94.5. We're back here in Gibbon. Brandon Peoples, Caleb Henry up here in the uh, press box tonight. 27-13, St. Cecilia is looking good out there right now. And Grant Schmidt will kick this one away. Franny Lopez hauls it in. Out to the 25, to the 30, and now out to the 40-yard line. Good return there. Pretty good starting field position here for the Buffaloes at the 40-yard line. Out towards midfield, and although they gave up a touchdown there, they stopped the extra point, and that makes it a 14-point game. A lot easier when you can... Leave yourself with room to to just kick the extra point from here on out, and not have to set yourself up for any two point conversions down the road. I'll get the snap. Andrus to throw, 
Looking out here on the right side. It's caught out there, holding by Adam Hyde as he brings it to midfield. Has the first down into St. Cecilia territory. Ball right now at the Blue Hawk 48-yard line. Anders out of the shotgun. We'll send uh, Devin Stroh in motion. Fake the handoff. Quarterback Anders keeps it and gets just across the line of scrimmage. Dives forward for about a one-yard gain. Second down and nine coming up. Glass with great pursuit there for St. Cecilia. Run him down from behind. Anders had a whole lot of room out in front of him. Maybe pick up six or seven there instead, just one yard. On second down, Andrus out of the gun. We'll pitch it out to Jacob Tracy, left side, and he is going to be tackled beyond the line of scrimmage. It's going to be a one-yard loss coming up. Bring up third and ten. Well, actually, spot him two yards shy, third and 11. All right now, St. Cecilia just turning it up, dialing it up a notch on defense. Not sure if Gibbons just become predictable or what here on offense, but St. Cecilia is pushing them back every time. Definitely laying their ears back on all the running plays, and that's that might be why Gibbon got that first down by running a pass play to start this drive. High snap. Quarterback Andrus reels it in, going to the right, and it's caught by Stroh out near the 40-yard line. Two defenders trying to bring him down, and finally they do. Took a lot of effort, though. Stroh's a big, a big boy out there. Luke Convert finally able to knock him down. Fourth down coming up for the Buffaloes. <laughs> Fourth and a long two. Definitely a, a lot more manageable than where they were with that long, long third down. So the quarterback, Andrus, down to the gun. Rolling out to his left. Throws over the middle, and it's caught out there. Nice catch, hauled in. See who that was. Hauled in by Adam Hyde. It is a fresh set of downs for the Buffaloes, a big fourth down conversion. You almost get the feeling here that Gibbon almost has to score here on this possession here with the way the clock's been moving in this game. And a good adjustment right now, finding the, the holes in the defense. A couple good pass plays. Andrist fakes the throw. Now we'll tuck it in, and he'll try to run with it and gets nowhere. Actually going to get a loss of a couple. Brings up a second down and 12 from the 35-yard line. No hurry here for Gibbon, even down two scores. That clock inside, four minutes to go here in the third quarter. Andrist drops back to pass, throws to the right, caught out there by, by Franny Lopez, and he gets across the 33-yard line. Gain of about three yards. See little, uh, little short gainers here. They haven't been able to reel off a big play here recently. 
They've got a third down and nine coming up from the St. Cecilia 32-yard line. They'll go with a four-receiver set. Jacob Tracy, the lone setback, rolling out to his right. There's a flag coming in from the far sideline. The pass is complete to Stroh out here on the near side, but let's see what the flag is. I got a show and hold here, but on who? We don't know. Oh, check that. Illegal motion is the call. And it's called on Gibbon here. Third down and with the penalty yardage here. It's going to be third and 14 coming up. So the ball now at the St. Cecilia 37-yard line on third down, 14 coming up. They'll go with four wide. Andrus, quick pass out to the left side, caught by Stroh. Looks like maybe a little slant pattern there. And he dives forward for a gain of about five. Another long fourth down. Not afraid to go for it on this end of the field or the Buffaloes. The clock is now at 2.46 and counting. Down two scores are the Buffaloes. They trail 27-13. Andrus dropping back to pass, being rushed now over the over the uh, top there. And it's hauled in, but it's not going to be good enough for the first down. Jacob Tracy was the one who caught it out there, but he's just a few yards shy of the first down. It's a turnover on downs. So they'll give it back to St. Cecilia with... 2.33 left in the third quarter. Main opportunity for their defense to step up and make a big play here. First and 10, St. Cecilia, they'll spread it out, but they'll give it to, actually, the quarterback's going to keep it, and he's got some running room. He's out to the 45 to the 50. Crosses midfield, ankle tackle made by Franny Lopez here on the near sideline at the Gibbon 40-yard line. There is a flag. And uh, this could be coming back. We'll see. As it stands now, it's a 34-yard gain by Grant Schmidt, but it's uh, coming back here as there was a hold called on St. Cecilia. Sometimes you wonder how they get those uh, those big areas to run and break free, and on that one happened to be a hold to get him, spring him to the edge. You got to do it legally. And unfortunately, that time for St. Cecilia, they were able to, they were not able to convert. So it'll be a first down coming up here. First and five, is that correct? It's a first and five coming up here for St. Cecilia at the 33-yard line. Two-back set. They'll fake the pass. Glass has it. Rolls out to the right, and he's got the first down. Crossing the 40. Not quite a 34-yard gain, but they do get the first down, and, you know, they'll run some more clock here. The clock continues to run now. 
after they wind it up here. Inside two minutes to play in the third quarter. St. Cecilia leading Gibbon 27-13. Grant Schmidt, quarterback, gets the snap, hands it off quickly to Zach Glass, who goes uh, right up the middle, but uh, not going to gain much there. In fact, no gain on the play. Second down and 10 coming up. Blue Hawks have run the football well here tonight, and they are managing this clock very efficiently. Now spreading things out, two receivers out here on the near side, one to the on the left side rather, one to the right. A screen pass caught out there in the flat by Glass. And he takes it up to the 45-yard line. It's a gain of three. Not a lot of. Uh mid-range gains. Everything seems to be for no gain to three yards or they're going to go for 15-plus. Not a lot in that six-to-seven area for really either of these teams so far in this game. Third and seven coming up for St. Cecilia. They've got the ball at their own 45-yard line and not in a big hurry. They'll send three receivers to the left, one to the right, and now four out wide. And caught on the uh, pass there by Grant Schmidt as he uh, they loaded up the left side and he threw the pass to Miles Furman, but there is a flag on the play. And it's a holding penalty on the Blue Hawks. So that'll back him up another five. Third and 12 coming up. Uh, check that. It's going to be a 10-yard penalty. Holding from the spot of the foul. So going to be third and a short cab ride, about 22. So now it's to say all the way back at their own 31-yard line as the clock ticks away here in the third quarter. And off glass, right side. Off tackle and stays on his feet and somehow gains an extra three or four yards. And uh, St. Cecilia will have a fourth down coming up in the fourth quarter. It'll be about fourth and 17 when we come back. Right now the score is St. Cecilia 27, Gibbon 13. The fourth quarter action coming your way next on The Breeze. Farming is a way of life here. It always has been and always will be. Today's farmers have a feel for the land. That shows in the harvest. They team up with Clevenger Farm Products to deliver their fuels and help save valuable time. Locally owned and operated, so the people behind the counter are the people you've known for years. People you can rely on. Whether you need fuels delivered or you get your fuel right there 24-7, pay at the pump in Gibbon and Kearney. For everyone who's nurturing the land, Clevenger Farm Products, proud to support the area athletes. Get more than you expect at Furniture Direct. When you hear the name Furniture Direct, low prices is what you'd expect. But at Furniture Direct, you get more than you expect with brand names like Beautyrest, Catnapper, and Ashley. Express delivery and a 30-day comfort trial on any new mattress set. Get more than you expect at your locally owned Furniture Direct behind Sonic on South Burlington and Hastings and FurnitureDirectHastings.com. Breeze 94.5. 
Glad to have you with us here tonight. Brandon Peoples, Caleb Henry with you in Gibbon tonight as the Buffaloes hosting senior night, trailing St. Cecilia 27-13 as we start the fourth quarter. A fourth down play coming up here. Grant Schmidt setting to kick this one away. And kind of a, I don't know what happened there, but it was kind of a slow developing play. He punts it away. And it takes a St. Cecilia bounce all the way to the 15-yard line. Yeah, Grant Schmidt, when he when he got that ball, he noticed there wasn't any any rush. And as they've tried to run a bunch of clock to start this game, he took a couple steps and punted it all the way down inside the 15. Still 12 minutes left to go on the clock. They didn't wind the clock, did they? Don't you have to wind the clock when you punt it? It was a live play, but... 12 minutes to go and give or take five seconds on the game clock. And now they'll wind it down to 11.55. That would be the give or take five. Yeah, there you go. It's an estimate. And we'll resume play here as Gibbon takes over at their own 15. And Andrist, quick throw almost picked off diving attempt made by miles Furman, who's made himself known here in this game so far tonight especially in the second half a couple really really big plays both sides of the ball for Furman. it's an incomplete pass and it'll be second down for gibbon they're gonna go with a five receiver set they've lined up Jacob Tracy, who's had a lot of touches here tonight, he's in the slot. Now will be the man in motion, and he'll get the handoff. It'll be a sweep out to the right, and he's going to be pushed back. Zach Glass and uh, big 62 Josh Bulky in there on the tackle. Brings up a third down coming up. Third and ten. They'll line it up here. Kind of a kind of slow to get things going here. Want to be careful to avoid a delay of game penalty. A lot of confusion on where to line up so far. Now Andrus drops back to pass, being rushed, and is going to be sacked and uh, brought down. Let's see, Nathan Starr making the play there, and it's a fourth down coming up here for the Buffaloes. Really, really quick. Three and out there for Gibbon, who needed to get something going as St. Cecilia is known to run a lot of clock, and both these teams running the ball tend to not have very quick drives. Luke Consbrook back deep, as well as uh, Zach Glatt, or check that, the Grant Schmidt. And the ball will be punted away. It's a good punt. Fair catch called for by Schmidt. Reels it in at the at the uh, Gibbon 48-yard line. That's where the Blue Hawks will take over here. 10.25 left in this one, leading by 14. Smart play there. Just take the fair catch, get the ball, and let your offense run a little bit of clock. Out of the gun, it'll be Grant Schmidt, the quarterback. Zach Glass standing to his right. 
And uh, Schmidt will keep it this time. Runs right through the middle. Gets actually pushed forward by a defender. Now breaks it free. He's out to the 20, to the 15, 10, 5. And touchdown, St. Cecilia. A 48-yard touchdown run by Grant Schmidt. One play and a score. I guess they wanted to prove me wrong for the fair catch and letting the offense run the ball, but Schmidt taking it down dodged a, a ref in the middle of the field as well, and that'll extend this lead to 20, possible 21 after this extra point. And now Schmidt will come out to attempt the PAT. As the Blue Hawks have blown this game wide open. High snap, but controlled. And looks like it is through the uprights. It's good. 10-15 left in the fourth quarter. St. Cecilia now leading 34-13 to over the Buffaloes. And we're back after this on The Breeze. This sports broadcast is proudly brought to you in part by Adams Corner Market in Gibbon. Adams is your full-service grocery store with the meats, freshest produce, and every week there are great savings and specials. Fast, friendly, hometown, personal service. Adams Corner Market features Chester's Fried Chicken in their deli every day, so stop in before the game and get your dinners made for you from Adams Corner Market. Best of luck to all the area athletes. The Breeze, 94.5. Well, there's one observation I've made about the St. Cecilia team. I saw them early in the season, and uh, this is a much more mature football team. They look like a playoff team right now, and unfortunately uh, for them, that's probably not going to happen. Even if they win this game tonight, Grant Schmidt, end-over-end kick, caught out there at the 15-yard line. Called in by Daniel Escandon. And he's brought it out all the way to the 32-yard line. Gibbon will definitely have to move a little bit quicker on this drive, get themselves back into it. Might have to score on this drive, or St. Cecilia either going to tack another one on or run some more clock. Necessary drive right now for the Buffaloes. First and ten for the Buffaloes after going three and out on their last drive. Now it's a direct snap out of the Wildcat this time. It's going to go to uh, Tracy. Takes out to the far sideline. Picks up six yards. Second down and four. Second down and four coming up. Getting a little bit creative here right now. That direct snap to Tracy. Just get him the ball quick. Get him to the edge. And he's been their workhorse all game. And again, Tracy will get the snap. And will now reverse it to uh, Franny Lopez. And Lopez doesn't get a whole lot of running room. No gain on the play. It'll be third and four. Right now, Gibbon just trying anything, see if they can't get some kind of spark on offense. They'll line up again out of the Wildcat. Quarterback Andrus is in the slot. And taking the snap out of the shotgun will be Jacob Tracy again. See if he gets a chance to throw it here. He's going to 
Run it right through the middle. Plows forward like a freight train across the 50-yard line all the way down to the 48. It goes for about 13 yards. That was a good play. A little bit of a high snap, but once he came down with it, had two steps and he was already through the line, got to the secondary, and lucky for the Blue Hawks, they had three or four guys there to, to wrap him up. Otherwise, Tracy would have been gone to the house. And again, Tracy taking the direct snap and plows forward again. A nice big gain that time all the way to the 36-yard line. It's a gain of 11. And they'll keep the chains moving. First down given. Eliminating any negative movement. If you're just going to hand it to Tracy anyway, why not just have him take the snap and take off? He's back there again out of the gun. And again, going forward, dives ahead for a, about a three-yard gain. Officially, it'll be a two-yard gain. They'll bring up second and eight. Tracy not afraid. Take a couple hits, getting about into a seven-yard shotgun. Again, here he comes. Going to the left there, off the direct snap. Out to the left side. Breaks one tackle, stays. Oh, I thought maybe he stayed on his feet. They're going to say his knee hit the ground at the 30-yard line. Gain of four. Good body control there again by Jacob Tracy. Had he managed to keep that knee up just another couple inches, take that one definitely inside the 20, maybe for a touchdown, really get given back into this ballgame. It is third and four. Now the lineup in the more traditional set. Andrist in there from the gun on third and four. Rolling out to his right over the middle. It's going to be picked off. Zach Glass hauls it in, and he's got some space out to the 40 to the 45, and he'll step out of bounds here on the near sideline at the 47-yard line, and that might have sealed it here for St. Cecilia. Glass, he just got some big eyes there. As he saw that pass, it came right over the middle, and he was in the right spot at the right time. Did a good job setting back there as a linebacker and just getting his hands up, tipping it to himself. Nice little return to about midfield. St. Cecilia all in control with 7-12 left in this ballgame. First and 10, St. Cecilia. They don't have to do too much here. Just going to manage this clock here on, on the, at the 46-yard line. Grant Farmer will carry the ball out to the left side, has some space, and he's going to get a nice big gain out to the Gibbon 45. Going to be just about a half yard shy of the first down. What you don't want to do trying to run the clock, though, is run out of bounds. And although it's a nice run, I think I think the uh, Saint Cecilia coaching staff would rather he just went down inbounds. Certainly, on second and one coming up here, Grant Schmidt works out of the shotgun. Taking his time, and now gets the snap, and he'll keep the ball. And I don't think he got back to the uh, line of scrimmage, but now we get some late flags coming in here. Well, the ball 
Yeah, they uh, might be a personal foul coming up here on this one. I think the play was whistled dead, and there was still some pushing and shoving going on here. Unsportsmanlike conduct is the uh, call here, and it's going to go against the Buffaloes. And an ejection as well. Mm. That'll be 58. Marillo gone from the game now, and... 6.57 left, first down, St. Cecilia. Ball now at the 29-yard line, and Blue Hawks with an opportunity maybe to get some more on the scoreboard here. We're going to get a timeout called by Gibbon, though. 6.57 left in this one. Blue Hawks leading Gibbon 34-13. We're back after this on the Breeze. Sportsman's Restaurant and Lounge is doing their part to stimulate the economy. Every Saturday from now until further notice... Sportsman's is offering their famous prime rib dinner for two. That's two of everything. Two prime ribs, two salad bars for only 25 bucks. Dinner starts at five, so head to sunny downtown Gibbon. Tempt your taste buds and stimulate your wallet. All at Sportsman's Restaurant and Lounge. They make it affordable to make the short drive. Clipper Publishing wishes all area teams good luck in the game. Clipper Publishing is proud of the successful athletes from Shelton, Gibbon, and Wood River and look forward to supporting and reporting on all the game's activities in the Shelton Clipper, the Gibbon Reporter, and Wood River Sunbeam. Go to clipperpubco.com every day for daily updates on events happening in Shelton, Gibbon, and Wood River. Why wait till Thursday for your local news updates? Subscribe to one of the weekly newspapers and go to clipperpubco.com for daily updates. The Breeze 94.5. On first and 10 from the Gibbon 29, Blue Hawks run it here. Zach Glass, actually check that. That is uh, Hunter Stewart running the football and gets a push back for a couple yard loss there. It's a loss of four yards on the play to bring up second and 14. After a little pushing and shoving just before the timeout, Gibbon laying their ears back, playing definitely with a head of steam there, get the uh, drop of the Blue Hawks for a loss. Reminder, you're listening to High School Football on the Breeze 94.5, KLIQ, Hastings, Grand Island, Kearney. Brandon Peoples, Caleb Henry with you here tonight in Gibbon. Grant Schmidt running the football up the middle, takes it across the 25-yard line. And nice run. Takes it to the just inside the 25. It's a gain of eight. Clock continuing to run here inside six minutes to play in the fourth quarter. New formation going with the uh, Maryland Eye. They like to run this quite a bit. We saw this a lot early in the season. And now this time I think the ball carrier was Stewart. Stewart, yeah, number 34, the ball carrier that time, pushes the pile forward for a couple tough yards. And fourth down coming up. Fourth and two coming up here again. Uh, It should be of note here, St. Cecilia Looking to 
get a winning season here all well on their way to it. They have not had a losing season in 26 years. Trying to finish their season out five and four. Looking to pass here as the quarterback rolls out to the right and then gets lit up. Three different Gibbon defenders getting in there on the play. And we have a uh, man slow to get up here for the Buffaloes. Wyatt Key making the play there and a big, big loss. And actually, it'll be a turnover on downs as it was fourth down. St. Cecilia tried to roll out there, but there was a whole herd of Buffaloes got to the backfield there, pun intended, and brought them down for the loss. And that's the biggest sack so far we've had in the game. See what Gibbon can do here. See if they can get a little bit of an offensive spark here. 450 left in the game. Andrus will line up in the shotgun, looking to throw, dropping back. Now we'll take some running space here, and he'll lower the shoulder out to the 37-yard line, about. Gain of about six on the play. So second and four coming. We have an official's timeout. Somebody maybe trying to get taped up here for Gibbon. Trying to get in the med kit, find some tape, get it all worked out. That's the quarterback. So that's why we have a little bit of a delay here. Right now over on ESPN, Carney Catholic is up in the fourth quarter, 44-14 on Broken Bow. Over on 1230 AM KHAS in the fourth quarter, Holdridge holds a one-point lead on Hastings, 22-21. And on Classic Hits, 98-9, Kennesaw is down 28-44. Heartland up in that one fourth quarter. Here we've got second and four for the Buffaloes. And the quarterback, Jason Andrus, back in there, out of the gun. We'll get this play resumed here shortly as the officials now are ready. From the gun, Andrus, quick throw over the middle, caught out there. As Franny Lopez came over the middle and uh, hauled it in. Right at midfield, ball right at the 50. Despite having a a little bit of an intermission between plays there, good execution to, to still run the play and Make a great pitch and catch. And they'll wind the clock here. Andrist, pump fakes. Now gets rid of it, and it's going to be intercepted. Deflected and intercepted. Running up the sideline is a uh, St. Cecilia player. Don't uh, I think that's Consberg. Consberg is the one who gets the interception and takes it back into Gibbon territory to the 38-yard line. Yeah, Consberg was there tipped it a little bit. He got tipped, batted around by the receiver, and then he managed to come down with it. Re- good return there, and that makes two interceptions late in this ballgame for the Blue Hawks. So the Blue Hawks have come back out here. A little new formation we haven't seen tonight. we got the uh, five linemen all alone there, three receivers out to the left, one to the right. 
Quarterback Schmidt will keep it and plows forward close to the 30-yard line, a gain of about seven. Yeah, usually so far we've been seeing at least someone in tight there, but trips out to the left, one receiver out to the right, and quarterback just allowed to run straight forward with just your regular lineman. Second down and three coming up for the Blue Hawks, who lead it here 34-13. to Grant Schmidt, Zach Glass, the only backs in the backfield. Out of the gun. Schmidt kind of fell to a knee, takes the uh, hit. That was Colin Smith coming through. Head of steam, got into the backfield and dropped him for a loss. Brings up third down and two. Hawks in no hurry here. Just trying to run out that clock here, 323 and counting. They'll go with four wide. Not a lot of hurry right now to get that snap off. Watching for the back judge to see how much time they have left on the play clock. Schmidt from the gun. He'll take the snap, runs it forward, has some space, gets out across the 20-yard line. And another big gain for the quarterback, who's had a great night running the football and throwing. I'd say he's well on the way to being the player of the game here tonight. Oh, absolutely. Over 100 yards rushing, and he had that even before this drive went, but it's that helps a lot when you have a 40-something-yard rushing touchdown. They've got it at the Gibbon 15-yard line. Out of the... Kind of the offset eye here. The uh, sweep will go this time to uh, Cass Howell, who uh, brings it out across the 10-yard line. Close. He's, I think he's got the first. Uh, he's close to the first down. To bring up second down and four, maybe three. Second down and four officially at the nine-yard line. Blue Hawks don't need another score here, but they are awfully close. And four wide. Schmidt in the shotgun. Now we'll keep it running left side, crosses over, and jumps into the end zone for the score. That'll be another one there for for Schmidt as he continues to add to his uh, touchdown end rushing yards for the ball game. Grant Schmidt running it in from nine yards out. He'll look to tack on the extra point here. Holder is Sam Clark. High snap, kick is up, and it is through the uprights. And the score now, St. Cecilia 41, Gibbon 13. We'll have the kickoff right after this on The Breeze. Car insurance isn't about the car. It's about the precious cargo the car carries. It's about providing security and confidence that if an accident occurs, you'll be protected. I'm Dave Challey of Barney Insurance. As a local independent agent, we can design an insurance program that's just right for you and your family. 
providing safe, sound, secure insurance protection from Auto Owners Insurance. Stop by or give us a call. Time is the true test of endurance. Barney Insurance. The Breeze 94.5. I want to remind you, coming up after the end of this one, we'll bring you the new West Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Surgery postgame show where we'll talk to both coaches. We'll hear from St. Cecilia assistant coach uh we'll, we'll hear from their uh, assistant coach and uh, randy aarons that is and gibbons head coach mark mclaughlin also scheduled to come up and uh, chat with us here in the post game final game of the regular season tonight for both these ball clubs and grant schmidt kicks it away ramundo brings it in the 25 yard line he uh gets about a five yard return and that's where Gibbon will set up shop here at their own 25. We'll probably see some new players here on either side of the uh, ball. St. Cecilia will call a timeout, a minute 50 to go. That gives us an opportunity maybe to check the uh, Furniture Direct scoreboard. In Class A, fourth quarter, Lincoln Southeast leads Grand Island 27-20. to Carney is up on Benson also in the fourth quarter, 45 to 10 in Class B over on 1230 AM KHAS. As we said, Holdridge still holding a one-point lead, 22 to 21 over Hastings in the fourth. Also in the fourth, Aurora up on Seward, 48 to six in the third quarter. York leading Grand Island Northwest, 42 to 21. Also in the third quarter, McCook leading Lexington, 28 to nothing in C1. In the third quarter, Milford, Dorchester, and Fairbury all locked up at 21. Gordon, Rush, Gordon Rushville trailing Kozad 22 to nothing in the third quarter. Columbus Scotus up on Adams Central 21 to seven. A couple of final scores: Carney Catholic defeated Broken Bow 44 to 14 on ESPN. Wahoo defeated Bishop Newman 21 to nothing. Columbus Lakeview defeated Ord 30 to 18. Here we go. Here, minute 50 left in this one. Gibbon with the ball. We'll see some different St. Cecilia defenders out there. Andrist with the throw to Stroh, and they do a a little toss back to the uh, other receiver. That was Tracy, a good play there. I don't know if that was designed that way or not, but Stroh caught it and then threw it backwards to Tracy, who tacked on about another 20 yards. The good old hook and lateral out onto the edge, and a good trick play as we see those trick plays towards the end of the half so far in this game. Now the ball at the St. Cecilia 47. Pitch out to Tracy, left side. Stiff arms, one defender. Gets out to the 40-yard line, down to about the 39. Clock continues to roll here inside a minute and a half. And they'll line up again. Some different faces out there. Andrews still in there at the quarterback, though. Looking to throw, going deep. And it's going to be picked off. He was throwing into double coverage. Picked off there by Jacob Brulliette. And Brulliette brings it out to the 30-yard line, and that's going to do it here for Gibbon. And that's what happens when you go to the air a little bit more, leave yourself open to some of those interceptions, and that just happened to be the case here in this 
in this fourth quarter for the Buffaloes. But another good ball, just good good defense back there by the St. Cecilia secondary. A timeout called by the Blue Hawks. Inside a minute to go in this one. We'll step aside, back with more on the breeze. The spirit of success. You see it all over town. People who take pride in giving their best. At the Exchange Bank of Gibbon, we understand what it takes to succeed. That's why we are there for you every day, making your life better and our community stronger, all while striving for your success, helping you develop and grow. That's the goal of the Exchange Bank of Gibbon. Banking made simple. See the professional staff of the Exchange Bank of Gibbon today. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. The Breeze 94.5. Inside a minute left here in Gibbon. St. Cecilia has all but wrapped this one up, 41-13. Still trying to figure out a few faces out there on getting some guys in for St. Cecilia. Brent Schmidt still in the game, operating out of the shotgun. High snap, and he'll give it off to Tate, Tate Schmidt. Schmidt. Yeah, And Schmidt will run it around to about the 32-yard line. Gain of about a yard. Bring up second and nine coming up here for St. Cecilia. All they need to do is run one more play, and this game is in the books. Looks like they swapped out about half the guys that came out for that play. A lot of, lot of new faces in right now. And to take the final snap of the regular season for St. Cecilia, different quarterback in there. Thomas Redinger. And a flag coming in, a delay of game. Oh, illegal substitution is the uh, call. So now we'll run the last play. And some other faces. That may have been, uh, well, they're going to get some more faces out there. I don't know if it was designed that way or not. Just get everybody in the game. Huddle definitely looks a little bit smaller than it did for the uh, the first three quarters and 11 and a half minutes. <laughs> the future of St. Cecilia out on the field right now. Second down and 13 coming up. And now another flag coming in. Now the delay of game. I want to bet this is intentional here. Get everybody a chance to get out here on the field. I don't know. Perhaps. Second down, 18 coming up. And now the 15, the ball carrier. That's Alex Burns, and he'll roll it out to the left side. It's a short gain. Maybe a yard on that play, and he'll get into the stat book. And that is your ball game. Final score, St. Cecilia wins it here tonight over Gibbon, 41-13. And uh, they finish with a winning record at 5-4. Gibbon falls to 2-7 uh, on the year. Disappointing season, I know, for both these schools who both finished undefeated last year, but St. Cecilia able to come out on a high note to wrap up their season. So we'll come back with the uh, New West Sports Medicine North Peak Surgery postgame show right after this. We'll hear from both coaches coming up. All that and more coming up in just a moment. I'm from Hastings, Nebraska. I've been here several generations. 
My grandmother was the youngest of 11, and she was the first of those 11 to be born here at Mary Lanning. Both of my parents were born at Mary Lanning, as was my brother and I. So yeah, Mary Lanning's always been very important to our family. I went off to medical school and I discovered my passion for surgery. And when a couple of the surgeons here in town retired, I was able to come home and bring my family. I've always loved Hastings. These are the people that helped raise me as a small community. It's, it's your family, it's your friends, it's your neighbors. And having such supportive people around you just makes your life more meaningful. I'm very proud to be able to take care of people here. I'm Shelly Ferris, General Surgeon with Mary Lanning Healthcare. Mary Lanning Healthcare. Your care, our inspiration. New Tech is known as the undisputed yield leader as a result of their excellent performance in university and first trials and in your fields. While winning isn't everything at the high school level, it sure makes things a lot more interesting. To put New Tech's winning genetics to work for you, contact Terry or Jason Stark of Cutting Edge Seed and Chemicals at 750-6060. That's 750-6060. Or visit NewTech at yieldleader.com. Undisputed Midwest Yield Leader. New West Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Surgery certified and fellowship trained physicians provide a superior standard of care with no referral necessary. They treat all surgical and non-surgical orthopedic and sports medicine needs. No matter the activity, New West is here to get you back to it. Call New West Sports Medicine today at 308-865-2570 to schedule your appointment. That's 308-865-2570. The Breeze, 94.5. Well, welcome back here to Gibbon High School tonight. Our final score, St. Cecilia 41, Gibbon 13 on uh, their final game of the regular season. The Blue Hawks finish with a winning record, keeping that streak alive of 26 straight seasons with a winning record. Don't know if they're going to make the playoffs. They were a long shot to make the playoffs, but that'll be sorted out in the morning. Right now, uh, Caleb Henry has the final numbers. Yeah, Gibbon scored first, and then St. Cecilia then the next 14, took a, a 21-13 lead into half, then scored all 20 points in the second half. And when we look at the numbers, St. Cecilia ends up out gaining Gibbon 389 to 288. That advantage is 137 to 88. St. Cecilia through the air, and then on the ground, a lot of rushing obviously in the second half saint cecilia got 252 on the ground to gibbons 200 and then penalties there were a lot more penalties in the second half compared to the first half saint cecilia was penalized eight times for 65 yards given five for 50 and the turnovers really the difference there through the fourth quarter as there were three interceptions four turnovers for gibbon saint cecilia's only turnover of the game was on their very first possession passing through this game St. Cecilia's Grant Schmidt went 8 for 12 for 97 yards. Grant Farmer was 1 for 1 for 40 yards. He had a one touchdown pass through the air. Gibbons' Jason Andrus was 11 for 19 for 88 yards, three interceptions there in the fourth quarter, but really some very disciplined play calling and showed some very, very good poise in the pocket to make some of those passes out into the flats and find some pockets in the defense. On the ground, St. Cecilia's Grant Schmidt ran 15 times for 134 yards. And his partner in the backfield, Zach Glass, 17 attempts, 86 yards. The two of them combined for over 200 yards rushing tonight. And Gibbons, Jacob Tracy, the workhorse, running a lot of the Wildcat in the fourth quarter. 26 rushing attempts, 26 rushing attempts, 145 yards on the ground, and 
Jason Andrus, 13 attempts, 60 yards. I want to remind you, the uh, postgame show brought to you by New West Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Surgery. Certified and fellowship trained physicians provide a superior standard of care with no referral necessary. No matter the activity, New West is here to get you back to it. Schedule your appointment. Yeah, this is a game uh, through the first half. was kind of a back-and-forth contest here, but St. Cecilia came out in the third quarter and really just kind of took it to Gibbon here tonight and was able to break this one wide open. And, you know, they, they played very well here from the start. After that, after that fumble, really, from that point on, they really just kind of turned things up and uh, played very well. Yeah, once they got to halftime, they came out. Everything started a little bit slow for both teams. A lot of penalties, but then St. Cecilia set the tone going forward. They forced those turnovers late in the fourth quarter, but they managed to make a lot of big plays, put Gibbon into a couple three-and-outs, which really hurt Gibbon from a, from a momentum standpoint, and St. Cecilia managed to have a couple of really big plays. They had a, a 40-something-yard scamper by by Schmidt to get all the way downfield, and they just continue to hand hand on to, hang on to the ball, not give anything up, and just stay on track, getting a couple yards, getting third down conversions, and really they just controlled the rest of the game. I thought Grant Schmidt played a very good game, and we're going to hear from Randy Aarons coming up here in just a bit. As both teams kind of spend some extra time with their players here on the uh, final game of the regular season, no doubt. Uh, end of the year coach speech is going on there, and. Uh, some words of encouragement, really, for both sides. You know, this, these are two teams that, you know, last year were playoff t- uh, playoff contenders, really. Uh, both teams finished undefeated. I know Gibbon kind of ran into a roadblock in the first round of the playoffs last year. St. Cecilia went a couple rounds deep. But these, t- these are two schools that aren't used, at least in recent history, to uh, not playing into November. Both teams are just a, a year removed from having state championship on that list of goals, and they they definitely ran the ran their districts really really well the last couple of years before the the NSAA schedule changes to the new two year schedule and this year maybe a little bit of a letdown for a lot of these players for what they've come to be used to but still both teams came out here ninth game of the season played with a lot of pride and you definitely saw that through the first half and through the second half Saint Cecilia just managed to wear down Gibbon a little bit more it's kind of interesting here we we see one of the Gibbon players here I won't mention his name here but obviously a lot of emotion out there he's probably a senior last ball game out there and he's getting consoled by one of his coaches here and it's a tough moment when you're a senior and you realize that you're not going to strap on the uh, football pads again you played your last football game and it's not it's not an easy thing to overcome here this game obviously filled with a lot of emotion and not the way you want to go out on the losing end always emotional when when you end a season but especially for for seniors a it's a whole lot of laughs. My sister right now is a senior in, in high school, and my parents keep telling me all the, well, it's the last for this, it's the last for that. And for a lot of these seniors now, it's the last time that they'll put on a helmet and shoulder pads and come out and represent Gibbon Buffaloes or St. Cecilia Blue Hawks on a football field. And if they play some other sports or in, in some other activities, they'll get some more laughs coming up. But for right now, this is all the emotion because this is where they just put their heart and soul into for the last 60 minutes as they were out here on the football field. We're going to hear from uh, one of the coaches coming up here as he joins us in the press box. We'll let him strap on the headset here. We're going to speak with St. Cecilia assistant coach Randy Aarons joining us here. And I'm sure everything's working there. Can you hear us okay? I think so. Okay. Coach, uh, 
big win for your ball club here tonight. I know you, not the season you guys would have hoped for, I imagine, at finishing 5-4, and four, but you do get the winning record, and you showed up and played good football here tonight. Yeah, we did, and that's just a credit to our kids. And I've said all along, and, you know, throughout the season, we're blessed. We're so lucky with our kids that we have. Because you would think that this week in practice in particular, you would think we're 8 no, we're playing long run in the playoffs because that's just the attitude that they've had. You know, they've just been, you know, so good to work with, so good to each other, full of energy and enthusiasm and things like that. So, and you know, all the credit goes to the kids. They're just, it's just been wonderful. And it's, you hate to say it that way and put it into perspective like that, but we're just so lucky with, you know, the kids that we have out there with our seniors from Grant Schmidt, Zach Glass, Cass Halm, Hunter Stewart, Luke Consbrook, and Henry Tron comes out for the first time as a senior this year and just adds to it by being so positive. So that's what it's all based on tonight. Speaking of some of that energy and enthusiasm, Schmidt and Glass combined for over 200 yards rushing. You've had great push all night from your from your offensive line, and it really wore down Gibbon late in the game. Talk a little bit about those two in particular and your your line really keeping the push going as the game wore on. You know, and I'm glad you mentioned that because just coming off the field, I told Alex Thomas, our sophomore, I said, man, Alex, that had to be fun. I saw you and Christian Hessler drive that guy 12 yards off the ball you know, in the fourth quarter, and he just starts smiling and laughing. I said, that's how it's got to be. You know, so they get the taste of it, and it's something that, you know, coming off the field night, you get the taste of it you know, winning on the last game of the season that it should propel us into next year. But as you mentioned, Zach Glass and um, Grant Schmidt, you know, what two two great kids. I mean, they were they were two kids that had a lot of experience coming back for us and they're two kids that we expected and wanted them to be our leaders and you know, they showed up in our in the last part of our season in our run as being big weapons for us and big playmakers and so, you know, it's just cool to see that as seniors and I saw you know, Grant Schmidt down telling Coach Tesmer after the game, you know, thank you, Coach. And I heard this. Thank you. I've learned so much from you, and you've taught me so much I can take with me. And that's, you know, it's not a direct quote, but that's something that, you know, Grant was telling Coach Tesmer, what a kid and what a family that, you know, they're so appreciative of the opportunity to play. You know, Coach, I got to see your team play a little bit early on this season, and you guys struggled through the first half of your schedule. But it looks to me like this team has really grown quite a bit over the regular season. They look like a completely different football team from early on the season. Yeah, and that's something that, you know, Coach Jackson put it in perspective, you know, a couple weeks ago or whatever, you know, with some injuries last year and limited numbers, younger kids, we only played two JV games. And so you come into our varsity season this year, and all five linemen are coming in with playing two varsity, two JV football games. And so to come in and play the schedule that we're playing with a little limited experience. It took us a while to grow, but, you know, that's, a, again, a uh, credit to Coach Tesmer, who spends a lot of time working with these guys and believing in these guys, and that's probably one of the biggest things, uh, a character trait for Coach Tesmer, is that he believes in each and every one of the kids. If he believes in them, they believe in Coach, and so we do that. And then Coach Ellie and Coach Lance Schmidt did a nice job with the line. It's just something that we've built on, and we're going from there. We noticed that towards the end of the game, the the huddle size got significantly uh, smaller with the bodies as you got some more guys into the game. What was your your biggest takeaway from from this season and looking into next year? I would just think one of our biggest things that we can do, you know, and I'm still holding out some outside hope. I don't know if it's going to happen because we we're 21st in points, I think, you know, so I, I think we we're mathematically eliminated, but. Um, you know, probably the biggest thing that we can take from this year is the hard work. You know, good things happen to those who work hard. If you keep working hard throughout the season and you keep having a great attitude, you know, some good things can happen. You see Luke Consbrook, a senior, pick a pass off, you know, bounced it. He tipped it, bounced it off the Gibbon guy. He got it. 
and I thought he was taking it up sidelines for a touchdown from my angle. You know, so there, he hung in there. He stayed with the plan. Jacob Brouliet, freshman, picks one off the end of the game. And so, you know, good things happen to those who work hard. And so I think this will really propel us in to the winter sports season, number one, but give the kids a lot of energy, you know, thinking about next year already. Absolutely. You mentioned those players. And I also another guy who played well for you tonight, who we don't talk about a lot, Miles Furman. He, he played uh, very well for you on both sides of the ball. Yeah, and that's something, you know, Miles is a bright kid. I mean, that's something. And you look at our team. We have a lot of kids who do well in the classroom. And so we can tell them about different adjustments that we can make. But we just moved Miles a little bit out on the field, and he made some plays on defense. And so that's something that, uh, you know, we're really happy with. We're really happy with how aggressive he's been through the season. Sometimes you don't see this very well, but I think that Josh Bulky had one of his best games of the year tonight. I mean, he made a great block on Grant Schmidt's long touchdown run. He sealed the linebacker and blocked him down. And then he played. We tried a little bit different, some things on defense early, but then we went back to what we've been doing, and Josh Bulky had a nice game, you know, a defensive, uh, an offensive tackle and defensive end. And so, you know, it's just that thing that we got to keep building and hopefully get a few more numbers out next year and then continue to grow. Well, Coach, we'll watch those PowerPoints, see if everything can slide in, see see if you can sneak into the playoffs. But either way, congratulations on a, a winning season, another winning season, 20-plus years in a row, and uh, thanks for all your time. Yeah, thank you very much. And that's what I was going to just mention. I mean, you know, you look across the track, there's Coach Conan and Coach Jackson and Jackson and uh, Wade Dykeman and Coach Ellie and Coach uh, Tesmer and then, you know, Lance Schmidt uh, serving his guard duty this weekend. So, you know, we, we put a lot into it, but we've done it for the kids because we've got great kids. And have you said, I don't know, statewide how big a deal it is, but to us to have 22nd conse- 27 consecutive winning seasons, that's really good. And that was something that we c- – didn't necessarily keep it quiet i think the kids knew about it but we didn't tell the kids that we had this was on the line to continue a winning uh, consecutive winning seasons and so that's a big deal and it, it kind of the monkeys off your back the weights off your shoulders because we got that and we can continue the streak for all those guys in the past as well you know so that's a that's a big deal and you know coach desmer here at saint Celia's teams have won i think 231 games down against 52 um losses and so it's just something that tradition-wise that we're going to con- continue to try to work on. But thank you for everything. Absolutely. Thanks, Coach. You bet, Coach. Great game here. And St. Cecilia wins it tonight. 41-13 to is the final score over Gibbon. We're going to step, step aside. We'll take a quick break. and We'll come back and we'll hear from Gibbon head coach Mark McLaughlin after this. Farming is a way of life here. It always has been and always will be. Today's farmers have a feel for the land. That shows in the harvest. They team up with Clevenger Farm Products to deliver their fuels and help save valuable time. Locally owned and operated, so the people behind the counter are the people you've known for years. People you can rely on. Whether you need fuels delivered or you get your fuel right there 24-7, pay at the pump in Gibbon and Kearney. For everyone who's nurturing the land, Clevenger Farm Products, proud to support the area athletes. Get more than you expect Direct. Feeling like you need to go out of town for the best value on your new furniture? Why waste your time when you can shop Furniture Direct in Hastings? Furniture Direct has everyday low prices on top name brands like Ashley, Beautyrest, and Catnapper. Plus, get more than what you expect with express delivery, no interest financing, and friendly hometown service. Why drive when you can get more than you expect? Furniture Direct, behind Sonic on South Burlington in Hastings. The Breeze 94.5. 
We're on the New West Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Surgery post-game show. We now have Gibbon head coach Mark McLaughlin joining us here. Coach, uh, I know it's not the way you wanted to end the season here tonight, obviously, but, uh, you know, uh, just talk about the emotion here uh, of the of the end of the regular season. I, I see some of your players out there, and uh, never easy when you're playing your final game. This is the worst part every year. I mean, last year we'd lose here in the playoffs to Oakland Craig, and, you know, like you mentioned, I'm standing here in the press box right now looking out, and there's all the seniors. They don't want to walk off the field for the last time, and... There's no magic potion. There's no magic words to make it all better. It's just it's that top five worst feelings in your life. I'll never forget it when it happened to me, and you don't know what to tell them, you know. A lot of emotions now after the game, but during the game, a lot of great passion played on both sides of the ball. Talk a little bit about Tracy, your workhorse on offense, and even late in the game, just going straight to the Wildcat, just under 150 yards rushing in this ball game. I'll tell you right now, if Jacob Tracy's not an all-state running back this year, it's highway robbery. Uh, he's about 15, 1,400 yards rushing, and he did that in seven games. So, I mean, he's averaging about 200 a night or 175 a night on a 2-17. and 17. So, like I said, if Jacob Tracy's not an all-state running back, somebody better call the cops and figure out what's going on there because that's robbery. Early on, it looked like this game was back and forth, and I don't know if maybe it was the extended halftime or what, what was different uh, about your team in the second half here. Just like, you know what? In my opinion, the biggest play of the game is they run the reverse pass, the jet sweep pass. It's thirteen to seven or fourteen to seven at that point. Fourteen to yeah, fourteen seven I think at that point. They run that play and. Our corner comes flying up, and they throw it right over his head. It's just a backbreaker. It makes it 21-7 or 21-13, I think. I can't remember, but, you know, it was. It was 14-13 to when they did that. They hit that touchdown to make it 21-13, to and it just sucks the life out of you. And it's one of those, the same kid had got beat on a pass earlier. So for him, it's, you know, he's thinking in his mind how he just blew the game, you know. And, and high school kids have a tough time bouncing back from trauma and for that for that young man who's he's a great kid uh kind of first time he's been out there all year and big plays took him out of it and and you give up big plays and the other you see the rest of the team's heartbeat just kind of drop a little bit so not not being able to respond from that was big time and then we came out in the second half and went three and out and Again, you're dealing with 14 to 17 and 18-year-old kids. The mental side of it and the the sudden rush to judgment, oh, man, we're not going to be able to move the ball the whole half. That's what they think when you come out and go three and out, and that, that couldn't be further from the truth, but that's what happens, and it, it was brutal. You know, we There's a span of about four minutes of game time there, the end of the first half and start of the second where it just tipped. Yeah, big momentum change there with that that halfback pass but that that was one of the the instances where saint cecilia had a few big plays it seemed like they would have they didn't have a whole lot in that five to fifteen range for getting yards your defense really played well the entire game dialed up a couple sacks late as well your defense played with a lot of passion throughout the game really held saint cecilia in check other than a few of those big plays you know if we could get off the field on third or fourth down how many times did they convert third and long or fourth and long I, they, I bet they had six or seven 
where it was third down and 10 or third and nine or third and 17 or fourth and seven or whatever. And we couldn't get them off the field. And, and if you get them off the field, it makes it a different game. Yeah. St. Cecilia was nine for 17 on third downs there. And when you can convert almost double digit third down conversions, that definitely keeps drives and momentum going the other way. Yeah. And out of those nine, I'd bet at least half, probably seven or eight of them were long. It wasn't third and one, you know, it's, and again, that's a mental thing for the kids. You get our defense gets them in a spot we want them, and then they give up a, a you know a twelve yard pass or whatever, and the kids you can just see their shoulders kind of slump down. And you know I don't blame them. That's especially after some of the things that have happened to this to us this year. They start to feel that oh poor me. And uh, you guys know this. You guys have been around football long enough. If you say poor me in football, you're about to get blown out. You know, especially with a team like St. Cecilia, they're not going to take their foot off the gas. We saw that, you know, their starting quarterback scores with a minute and a half left in the game up 21 points. They're not going to, they don't have any mercy for you. They're going to pour it on. And if you say, poor me, nobody, nobody else is going to say that. Yeah. That sounds exactly like what my football coaches used to say during practice. So, uh, yeah, very good point there. Well, I know that Gibbons had a lot of tradition here. You guys were undefeated last year. You look ahead to next year. Is this two and seven just kind of a? Uh, well, I don't know what the word is I'm looking for here. But a blip on the radar. Yeah, I, I, that's the hope. You know, um, I said this to to Duda to start the year. Uh, he he called and had me on the on one of his shows and. He asked what I thought, how the year was going to go, and I said if we could stay healthy, it'll be pretty good because we just kind of lack depth. And a lot of kids that we needed to, to build that depth weren't really around in the summertime. And, again, you guys have been around football long enough. If you don't do anything in the summertime, you're in big trouble. And we saw that. You know, first game of the year, we lose a, our quarterback. We lose an all-state lineman. Second game of the year, we lose a running back, Tracy. Um, third game of the year, we have four of our 11 starters sitting out. Fifth game of the year, Stroh breaks his elbow. Sixth game of the year, we have a kid literally before kickoff, his mom had to take him to the hospital because his grandpa was dying. And, you know, we just it's one guy after the other, and we just didn't have the depth to endure all that. And my hope is that the kids will learn from that, and the kids that got forced into playing time this year will be ready to play next year. But more importantly... Those kids' backups need to be around all summer because if, if the same thing happens next year, we're right back at 2-7 and seven, unless we can you know build some depth. A lot of lessons learned throughout the year. And, Coach, we really appreciate all your time coming up here, and uh, we look forward to seeing you again in the future. Thanks a lot for coming out, guys. I appreciate the coverage of our team and, and high school football. It's a great thing. All right, again, that's given head coach Mark McLaughlin. We'll have more of the postgame show right after this. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for coming on up. New Tech is known as the undisputed yield leader as a result of their excellent performance in university and first trials and in your fields. While winning isn't everything at the high school level, it sure makes things a lot more interesting. To put New Tech's winning genetics to work for you, contact Terry or Jason Stark of Cutting Edge Seed and Chemicals at 750-6060. That's 750-6060. Or visit NewTech at yieldleader.com. Undisputed Midwest Yield Leader. Breeze 94.5. Welcome back in here. The New West Sports Medicine Orthopedic Surgery Post Game Show. Certified and fellowship trained physicians 
provide a superior standard of care with no referral necessary, no matter the activity. New West is here to get you back to it. Schedule your appointments. Again, our final score here tonight in Gibbon. St. Cecilia wins it big 41-13 over the Buffaloes. They finish their season 5-4. and four. Now 27 straight winning seasons for the Blue Hawks. Gibbon closes out their season on the losing end, uh, falling to 2-7. and seven. That's going to do it for us here tonight. From Gibbon High School, for Caleb Henry and our studio engineer, Stephanie Brubaker, I'm Brandon Peoples saying so long from Gibbon. You've been listening to High School Football on The Breeze 94.5 KLIQ Hastings. The proceeding has been an exclusive presentation of Platte River Radio Sports.